Blog Talk Radio. See, I've been watching you for a while, smiling stuff, but I know I can be with you for the night, alright? Is that alright, baby, baby?
From the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, Letter from the Secretary of State, Submitting Report on the Subject of Citizenship, Expatriation, and the Protection Abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3rd, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon and should this at any time be contemplated seriously a large number of naturalized people American and others residing in Morocco would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of Moorish subjects and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent 
at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Phillip. Google United States Code, Title 22, Chapter 2, Section 141. Consular Courts. Act August 1, 1956. Repealed sections 141 to 143, effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956 and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 844. Sections 141, RS, Sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127, Act June 14, 1878, Chapter 193, 20 Statute 131, related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. This uh, Bashar, and he also knows that North America, or the America, North America is known as Al-Maghrib Al-Aqsa. Of course. I know that. North America was known as Al-Maghrib Al-Aqsa, and it reported to Sultan of Morocco and there was a relation this is why I needed to ask you what's the relation between the first you know colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco because they con con communicated because in on paper it was part of greater Morocco that's it, known that's known but I, I, I need and to know from Jordan yes Palestinian. Yes. And he Palestinian, knows Jordanian, Arab, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. More lives matter. We know that we one of the seeds of Moses. Yeah. So, 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 so you're from, so where are you from again? I was born in, I was born in the island Martinique. French island. Mm -hmm. Of course, we are descendants are from Egyptian. 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 Yes. Okay. So over there, they still refer to our people as Moors, correct? Yes. So why do you think over here in America, these same people who are brought from the same land, yes, when we tell them that they're Moors, what, what, why, why do you think that is? Because why? Because the, uh, uh, after so many generations, if it's not cast down, you will lose. So therefore, listen good what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A man that do not know his own identity, when he is giving one, he will simply believe. Mm -hmm. He will simply believe what he's not. You're right. So therefore, you will act as a stranger to your own identity, because you only believe on somebody else. You that. Yeah. So you act opposite to truly what you are. Yeah. 
do you think do you think it's more pressure because of the economic power I guess the European have put the laws on so they just believe hey it's that that's that's what it is we're we're no we're blacks now we're black like does that make sense like you're just a color you have no, no that, nationality no, you that, have no history that, that's my point if you was not stars now and you have to understand another to 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 I would say not a lie because everybody lies that is a thing of life but how can I say that is uh, deceive mm-hmm. to deceive to deceive one you have to replace take one thing out and replace it by another. Yeah. Okay. The blank. So the black is the black. So therefore they just is your black but they don't realize no. They, they stole your identity from you. So therefore you might not know who you are. Yeah. So you just give your color black, black. What the yeah. heck is black? Yeah, because what we're trying to tell them like a lot of the things that are going on with our people with the injustice it's because of the system and what they call themselves and what they recognize themselves. They don't they don't have any law they don't there's no law for for black people in this country like you're not even supposed to be a part of this country so therefore what nation are you from you see but you like you said you know when you take your history you know people will say well big deal so what why is history important at all history is extremely important imagine if if i could take from each one of you as an individual everything you knew about life up to last week and just erase it where would you be? You, you'd be lost. You, you'd be incompetent. You wouldn't know how to plan for the future. And you do the same thing with a people. If you erase their history or you don't tell enough about their past, they also become incompetent and they can't fulfill the future. And that's why a lot of people in the black community have felt, well, how come all the dreams of the civil rights movement aren't yet fulfilled? And one reason is because this history is still suppressed. It still isn't taught, but there's been a recent discovery which is going to blow the lid off of all that, and that's what I'm going to talk about. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas, not only before Columbus was born, but before even Spain or Italy existed. That's that's the kind of, of roots that are in this country. And by knowing that, and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment. You're, you're really rude. You're... You have got a heritage which is more than slavery. Sure, there was slavery, but that's not all. That's a small part of it. Long before that, there's a heritage of kings, seafarers, religious missionaries, and they were all here. But it happened so long ago, there's just so little of it left. But some adults have difficulty handling that. What connects it up is even the word more, because it's pronounced differently in different parts, of even of Africa. And... They call themselves Mor, Mu, Mur. There's all variations of that, so that even the name Mur. And individuals are missing the point. What conversation stop it? I'm a Mo, and got sense enough to know I'm a Mo, and ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a Mo, and wouldn't come in your house or come among you and say I'm a Mo if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. If you don't understand that, get that together real quick. And recognize how you've been miseducated, not just by Europeans, but by your own. These people know that you're not black. They don't doubt it. They know that you're not black. And they know that you're Moors. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution.
You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. My lovely daughter, uh, we're here, she'd say, my, da- my daddy treats everybody the same. Like shit. What about the porn stars and the infidelities and the payoffs and the okay, separating kids and, from and, their parents? And you're talking about all presidents for the last hundred years, the same. Kennedy builds a tunnel under the fucking White House to get his fucking hookers in and out. I mean, I go on and on and on. But if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. You can get money and then go save the world. You get money and save the forest in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. What are you Trump. guys going to do when our oceans will rise? First time on Earth, we changed the gas. Now you're full of shit. Sit down. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to answer you. Shut up and, shut up and sit down. At the last seminar and the seminar before that, I said, is there any guy here that takes stands at the urinal to pee? They wouldn't like to do the things that Trump said he's done to these fucking porn stars. Not one goddamn guy said no. One black guy said, I, I want to fuck him savagely, like an animal. That's how guys think. Has alluded to global warming. Not one motherfucker. If it were really true, the banks wouldn't invest. The banks wouldn't finance. Not one motherfucking condominium so the people that have the money and I'm I'm jealous of the vice president Gore which Sally and I rode on a plane from South America with a few years ago I am jealous he came up with a scam before I did now making money is better than the 80s and they say my generation ripped the ass out of the world uh, because of the 80s and I, I was proud to be one of those that ripped it. I've got kids right now that are financing deals in Europe at 2, 2.6, 2.7%. If your deal doesn't make money paying 2.5%, I mean, you should blow your brains out. And I would do Skype without a picture. <laughs> uh, now, now, you see, you, you all think I'm bullshitting when I'm saying this. I'm telling the fucking truth, you fucking monkeys. I've been doing this 50 fucking years. If you're a Mongolia, if you're the hunchback of Notre Dame, you don't want... And financially, all of you are. Because the, the more snowflakes we have, the less the, uh, less the possibility of the worth making it. Okay, would you want the earth to make it? Yeah, I do. Uh, and um, it's like my snowflake test. You know, first question, paraphrasing it. By the way, we have 95.4% of everybody, the to- many thousands and tens of thousands that have taken the test are cunts. First question on the test, paraphrasing it. What would you do if somebody can't spit in your wife's face? And the answers range from, well, I, I try to ascertain what kind of day he was having. And if he had a bad day, I try to be understanding. Are you fucking shitting me? I'd be in prison for murder. I would beat the guy to death. Or if I couldn't beat him to death, I'd find somebody in a pipe to beat him to death. Everybody know who the hunchback of Notre Dame is? That's what you are financially. You don't know a fucking thing. But when I tell you, you Skype without a picture, I fucking mean it. And if you're a reasonably good looking uh, woman, I'm not even going to go there. And you don't even have to do it on your back. Love is great, but I don't need it. Respect will do. 
on my mother, the day before my mother died, I'm screaming at the castle, I'm screaming at her, Mom, you're not fucking sick, you're not going to die, stop being a bitch. And I walk out the room, next morning she's dead. That Alex wants a fucking case study, because he wants to know the shit behind it, because he's stupid. And that's why he's fucking poor. This is why you're fucking poor. This is why the cocksuckers watching this on YouTube are so fucking poor. But a lot, a lot of politicians are afraid uh, uh, of me, or afraid what I might do. And yes, I have choked people. I have done shit like that. But I've done it a long, long time. But if somebody said something I didn't like, I'd fucking smack them right on the fucking screen. I don't give a shit. I don't think those are real. And like, partially, I genuinely think they're fraud. Partially. Next perspective, so. I think we can break myself. But before I come back to the next day, most people, in my judgment, don't really want to be successful if it takes any sacrifice whatsoever. Even the guys that make it to your castle, correct, fork over the twenty grand, correct. Even they don't want to be successful. Not once they think or once they see what it costs in human uh, resources, fuck that. That ain't for me. We have a 40% uh, dropout rate. You have never met anybody like me, and you probably never will, because you're a cunt with a vagina cream. I give you this vagina cream so you can rub it on your snatch, because you're all cunts. I've made teenage multimillionaires, 17, 18, 19. The audience, what were you doing other than jacking off at 17, 18, 19? Nothing. And everybody you know is a cunt. Don't you understand that? You didn't know anybody with any balls whatsoever. You didn't know any real men. And your parents did it to you. And for those of you that put on your fucking paperwork, I have no regrets. God help you. Allah, Buddha, you fucking sorry weenies. And for a couple of you that said my parents have no regrets, all they got to do is look at you. Are you fucking crazy? If they don't regret having you, you should have been the shit that rolled down the inside of your mama's leg. I love this job. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up heretofore. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made, and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got. Instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process. The same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results orientated at all, who's better off, the journey or the process?
And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated heretofore up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth, if you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, do- the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Hey, love, what's good? Shit, now I'm hopping on 71 right now. I'm headed your way. Shit, get your ass up and get ready. And leave that motherfucking purse at home. You hear me, buddy? Boss. Bitch, I got money. Plus that pussy good, what you wasting all that on them lanes for? Huh? 
Can you keep a secret? Can you keep us on the low? Can you, can you keep my D silent like Django? Yeah. Slim waist, ass poking. Got my hand on your thigh, cruising streets while we smoking. I ain't never said I love you, but what's understood ain't gotta be said. And when I lick that pussy, that's the only time that you said. A real N-I-G-G-A. So we gon' fuck good and smoke Keisha all day. Baby, you gon' call in the work and take a sick day. And let me eat that pussy up like a mixed play. Do you hear me, baby? Yeah. How I feel the fuck a real nigga. nigga. Everything he said he did, nigga. Really bad, it's real, nigga. Okay. Cognac is what we sipping on. Kush is what we smoking on. Girl, leave that purse at home. Bitch, I got money. me now, would you love me if I was down and out, girl, if that money stopped coming in, or if I had to do a big girl, I'm fucking with you, let me know it's mutual, a cold-hearted hustler from a city where they shoot, but in my eyes, girl, you a blessing, can't you see I want you, you falling for me, let me catch you, can't you see I got you, yeah, girl, that's enough for all that mushy shit, let's fill these cups back up, then get this cushion hit, and girl, them leggings are a motherfucker, got me daydreaming by hitting you front of back while telling you don't run from me. Run, I'll do whatever is needed. I'll put this tongue on it, kiss and rub on it, and lick you until you come from me. Yeah. And baby, after you come, let's hit the mob. And I don't give a fuck, let's buy it all, cuz. Bitch, I got money. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Is this you discussing Indian blood? We're going to judge people by whether they have Indian blood, whether they're qualified to run a gaming casino or not? Uh, I, that probably is me, absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, if you look if you look at some of the reservations that you've approved, you, sir, and your great wisdom have approved, I will tell you right now, uh, they don't look like Indians to me. And they don't look like the Indians. Now, maybe we say politically correct or not politically correct. They don't look like Indians to me, and they don't look like Indians to Indians. And a lot of people are laughing at it, and you're telling how tough it is, how rough it is to get approved. Well, you go up to Connecticut, and you look. Now, they don't look like Indians to me, sir. Thank God that's not the test of whether or not people have rights in this country or not, whether or not they pass your look test. Depends whether, yeah, depends whether or not you're approving it, sir. No, no, it's not a question of whether I'm approving it. It's not a question of whether I'm approving it. Mr. Trump, you know, you know in the history of this country where we've heard this discussion before, they don't look Jewish to me. Oh, really? They don't look well, Indian to me. They don't look Italian to me. Mm-hmm. And that was a test for whether people could go into business or not go into business, whether they could get a bank loan. 
You're too black. You're not black enough. I want to find out. You, a, well, then why are you you're approving for Indian? Why don't you approve it for everybody then? That's not a, if your case is non-discriminatory, why don't you approve for everybody? You're saying well, you only Indians. Wait a minute, sir. You're saying minutes? only Indians can have the reservations. Only Indians can have the gaming. So why aren't you approving it for everybody? Why are you being discriminatory? Why is it that the Indians don't pay tax, but everybody else does? I do. Most people have heard that this is wrong, or they've been told that this is wrong, but they may not know exactly how that is and have the clarity in the concept of why and how this is wrong. So in order for me to share with you what this lecture is about, which is how to survive the fall of Rome, the first order of business is to point out to you that this is Rome and how it's Rome, why you really don't want to be a part of it, which you'll figure out on your own, not for me to tell you where you want to be. Um, what, what I have come up with that we are under now is the Nazi-German-Judeo-Christian-European alliance of the Holy Roman Empire that does all of this damage under the name of the United States of America. And the people of America, the true Americans, have no idea what's going on. They have no idea why it's going on. Of this particular uh, corporation, that we call a country, have subjects and citizens that are the least informed persons on this planet. This, has, this, this country has what you call the most staunch control of the media, but it appears to have the most liberal media in the world. And it really doesn't. At the end of the day, by the time we're done today, you're going to have a better clue of what that's about. Now, this is what the deal is. The people that are the true Americans in this country call themselves African-American, Negro, black, colored people. Now, one of the things they wanted me to share with you guys was, and I shared it with you before, but I have to share it with you. This is turned wrong because you guys can't see it, can you? Is that better? You sure? Can you guys sit over there? Okay. Ooh, this is a tiny one. Is this the only black um, marker in the room? I'm gonna need this is, this is almost dry. I'm gonna need another one. Of your hand. 
those people that were not here last year. And when I say, say, when I ask you to do something, it would be good if you could just go on and roll with me and just do it. Because you'll be able to keep up better if you do it what I'm telling you to do instead of just sitting there and listening to me. This is interactive. Most people learn by doing, not only by hearing. There are most different modes of modal uh, different modalities of learning. Some people learn by what they hear, others learn by what they see, and most people learn best by actually doing it themselves. That's what makes it stick for them. Okay. The 18th, oh, and you know what? I think I brought it, but please God tell me where it is. It may be something else back there. I bought um, a, 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 some pages, some copies of the 1854 Noah Webster's Dictionary. The 1854, 1849, and 1859 versions have the same definition for Americans. Americans are the copper-colored races of people that were found on these shores when the Europeans arrived here. That was the original definition for American. To use the word American and apply it to the descendants or the immigrants of Europe, when they first started doing that, that was really strange and very foreign to call them Americans. The word did not really fit them. Now, how many of you have the penny on the back of your hand? If you look at what they show in John Wayne movies of Indians, or the people that you see on reservations today, does the definition of a copper-colored person fit those people, or does it fit your people? Okay, so you guys need to be very clear on that. Now, American can be broken down several different ways, um, a mercenaries and other things like this. But I had to figure out what the word, and I just figured this out about three weeks ago, that our guesses were like, you're off, you're off, come back, come back, and then they showed it to me. The word breaks down to the word am. Turn in your dictionary and look up the word am, A-M. The word am is defined as essence or essential. The basics of something, the rudimentary, is the essence of a thing. Now, turn to your dictionary. Am I going too fast for those that are flipping? Okay, turn to the word Erica. Now, in your dictionary, it's going to say um, ericaceous or something to this effect. Now, for the am, remember how you guys came last year? Uh, those that didn't come last year, I forgot. In order to see the, the definition that I'm giving of the word am, that it's essential, you need to get in the brackets, look like, which look like parentheses, but they're squared. Because the word essential or essence will not be in the par uh, paragraph definition. You have to go to the brackets to find the definition. Is there anybody that's looking that didn't see that in their, in their dictionary? Because if you don't see it, I'll come show you. You didn't see it? Does your dictionary not have brackets?
Okay. How many people heard the word ericaceous? It was. Oh, you found it? Okay. Okay, well, it's, it's a long word. I think it's something like ericaceous, but I, I gave my dictionary away so I can't come up off the side. When you get into the bracket, it should have the word erica for the word ericaceous, which talks about trees and forests. And you'll notice the word erica, the letter A is inside parentheses, which means the A can be there or it can be removed, and the, the meaning of the word is still the same, eric and erica. Does anybody see it? Who does not see it? Okay, now if you look at it, the word Erica means woods and forests. Okay? Do you guys remember the Pocahontas story? Yes. How she was taught, when she went to England, she was telling them, you know, you guys are coming over and you're destroying the woods and forests of my people where we live and what have you. Because you guys know she was like 12. She was only 12 or 13 when they came and took her. And uh, she was a little sister looking like any other little sister walking down the streets of what you call the hood today. However, that's what the, the word Erica means. Now get to the word A-N, and when you get into the definition of A-N, it means a part of or connected to or belonging to a thing. So an American, which is really am American, am American, that's what you are, am Eric, not American, because when you say American, that's a plus American, which has to do with mercenaries and goods and taking property which is really what they did, which is now why they're the Americans. You are the am arrogance, which means you're an essential part and belonging to or connected to the woods and the forest, which used to be here before they level it all down. The last thing they have standing is the Amazon rainforest, and they're swiftly trying to get rid of that too. Because when they arrived here, everything here looked a lot like that, the, what they call the rainforest today. Okay. Uh, where was I going this point? Uh, oh, what they're trying to do with this term American, when they go around the world and do all this damage in the name of the United States of America, they know that there is a possibility and probability that the people that today call themselves Negro, African American, Black, Colored, Moors, Moorish Americans, Native American Indians, Black Indians, whatever we're working with these days, are going to at some point or may at some point raise up and take their things back, like a lot of other nations have done. In the event that that occurs, by the time it happens, they will have destroyed and damaged your name so badly around the world that people are going to hate and despise Americans, the name American, the term American, or anything that's American or about Americans, even though my people are the least informed about what's really going on out here, but you are the Aboriginal, Indigenous, Autochthonous, Am American. Do you understand? Okay. Now, there is something called the green-eyed monster, and uh, what is the other thing they call the evil eye? Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever heard the term green-eyed monster? Yeah. Has anybody ever heard the term evil eye? And how there are some people who walk around with these little five-fingered hands that they call the hand of Fatima to fight the evil eye. Do you know that the term evil eye meant the possessors of blue eyes? Did anybody know that? Where did I find that? Oh, my God. I, I was blasting. Now, you guys know that the green-eyed monster is what? Jealousy. 
The blue eye is jealousy. Now, see, this is the thing. The people that you guys call white, my people think that they hate us. It's like, why do they hate us so much? Hey, they don't really hate us. What it is is they are jealous of you, and they are angry with you because they're not you. And it, it really makes them hostile. So their envy where your concern comes across to you as hatred, when really they are just mad as hell because they ain't you. And at the end of the day, they have you thinking you're inferior and that they're superior and this, that, and the other. But if my people are inferior, and brothers in particular, they lead you guys to believe you're the least thing that anybody should try to be on earth. But everywhere you go, everybody tries to be just like you. I don't care what brothers start doing. They want to walk like y'all. They want to play your music. They want to dance like you, rap like you, blow, blow ride like you do. They want to, if you turn your hats this way, they turn in their hats. If you start jive walking, they start jive walking. Whatever brothers are doing, Asians, China, I mean Chinese, Japanese, Koreans, Vietnamese, Spanish, white, I don't care who they are, everybody's mocking you or copying you. Why? They want to be you. If you are an inferior creature, what oddity but a total retard would run around and try to mock or emulate or mimic something inferior to them? You only model or emulate that which is better than you think you are. You want to be like somebody that has something you want to be like, that you look up to. How many of you run around and try to copy somebody you think is retarded? If you start trying to dress like somebody, you think that they're doing something that's got it going on. And you're trying to copy what you feel will get you where they are. But at the end of the day, they keep making you think you're nowhere. That's something to really think about. And I guess they wanted me to share that with you. Let me, let me just, and I really wanted to have this on three by five cards. You guys have no idea. Today was just, the last week has been absolutely insane. It's been absolutely nuts. And I don't like doing lectures from notes and paper, but I've been copying, uh, uh, acquiring this information for months. Here it is. This is what I found as the definition of the evil eye. The evil eye originally meant and still means the baleful gift of men who have light blue eyes. The evil eye is known by Arabs as a, a, a phrase called Ain. This is we just write this down. A-I-N, that's for those of you that are into uh, uh, Islamic verbiage. A-L-H-A-S-A-D. Ain al-Hassad. And that phrase means the eye of envy. These people are jealous of you. That's it. At the end of the day, they're jealous of you, and I'm getting ready to tell you guys why. Now, in ancient times, the Ancient or ancient Romans, and you know, any time they say ancient, they're talking about your people. The ancient Romans declared that the evil eye was illegal, so blue eyes became illegal. <laughs> I just thought I had to share that with you guys. That was something that the Ancients wanted you guys to know because their position is that a lot is wrong. Now, they wanted me to point out, before I get into this lecture, how you're going to be able to watch the game that keeps getting played. Over the centuries, 
And we, me and my sisters, don't think they're very much older than a thousand years. We're, everybody's like, oh yeah, the white man's been around doing this for six thousand. The earth could not tolerate six thousand years of the pink man's dominion. Look at how much damage they've done in the 40, 50, 30 years that you've been walking. 6,000 years of them would leave nothing left standing. So it's not possible that they've been doing what they do for 6,000 years. Okay? So don't get, you know, don't anybody screw you up with that. They're not that old. At any rate, originally the buzzword for attacking people, because what they do is they create a word. So, and they use the word to induce fear in other people. And they make you decide, well, I'm not one of those people. That's those people over there. And everybody does not want to be connected or attached to this word by any strange way at all. The first word they used when they came out with this craziness was savages. Then the buzzword became witches, demons, devil worshippers, warlocks, and the like dealers in magic and the black arts. Then they came up with another set of buzzwords, which were heretics, pagans, heathens. Then the next set of buzzwords was communists, communist party, communism. Then they turned around and said, okay, it's all about the gangsters and the dope dealers during Prohibition time and the Al Capone days. Then it came out to drug lords, criminals, thugs during our day. Now the new word is terrorist, terrorism. Once you get where you know what the game is and how they play the game, you will always, they don't know much, they don't got much game, we didn't give them much, okay? When you're dealing with 360 degrees of data, they're only working with 33rd degrees or 33 degrees of information. They don't have much game. They use the same game, tweak it a little, and make you think it's a new game. But when you get where you know how they operate, you know their modus operandi or their method of operation, you always see the same thing going on over and over again. And the people keep falling for it repeatedly because they don't know what they're looking at because they don't know how this creature plays a little bit of 33 degrees of game they got. All right. Now... <laughs> Let me give you guys uh, some of what we you're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L on Evolution Radio. Develop the habits. You've got the brain power, you've got the energy, but develop the habits of success. They say the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Generally speaking, investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own talents. Like nobody can take it away from you. They can run up huge deficits and the dollar can become worth far less. You can have all kinds of things happen. But if you've got talent yourself uh, and you've maximized your talent, uh, you've got a terrific asset. And that doesn't mean everybody should go to college, but it, it does mean that any way you find to improve. Communication skills are enormously important. I mean, I took a Dale Carnegie course that I paid $100 for, and it was worth a college degree. Uh, at least I thought it was. <laughs> Maybe this interview will convince people otherwise. <laughs>
learn, you learn enough to do well. You've, you've all got the IQ to do well. You've all got the initiative and energy to do well, or you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be here. Uh, and most of you will succeed in, 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 in meeting your aspirations. Uh, but in, in determining whether you succeed, uh, there's more to it than intellect and energy. And I'd like to talk for just a second about that. Think about it. Think, what, what can I do that you can't do? Now, I get to work in a job that I love, but I've always worked in a job I love. I loved it when I, I loved it just as much when I, when I, when it was a big deal if I made a thousand bucks. And I urge you to work in jobs you love. The question is about my business mistakes. How much time do you have? <laughs> you talk about learning from mistakes. I really believe it's better to learn from other people's mistakes as much as possible. But, uh, but we don't spend any time looking back at Berkshire. Uh, I've got a partner, Charlie Munger. We've been pals for 40 years. We've never had an argument. We disagree on things a lot, but we, but we but we don't we don't have arguments about it, and we never look back. We just you know we just figure there's so much to look forward to that there's just no sense thinking about what we might. Have. It, it it just doesn't make any difference. I mean, you you can only live life forward. A $1,000 investment with Warren Buffett 50 years ago would give you over a $25 million return today. He's the world's most successful moneymaker, and he made it all by simply investing in the right companies. Some people are better at certain things than others, you know. There's a lot of people who sing a lot better than I can. So I want a simple business, easy to understand, great economics now, honest and able management, and, and uh, then I can see about, in a general way, where they're going to be 10 years from now. And if I can't see where they're going to be 10 years from now, I don't want to buy it. Basically, I don't want to buy any stock where if they close the New York Stock Exchange tomorrow for five years, I won't be happy owning it. I buy a farm, and I don't get a quote on it for five years, and I'm happy if the farm does okay. You know, I buy an apartment house, don't get a quote on it for five years, I'm happy if the apartment house produces the returns that I expect. But people buy a stock and they look at the price the next morning and they decide whether they're doing well or not doing well. It's, it's crazy because they're buying a piece of a business. That's what Graham, the most fundamental part of, of what he taught me. You know, you're not buying a stock. You're buying a, you're buying a part ownership in a business. You will do well if the business does well and if you didn't pay a totally silly price. And that's what it's all about. And you ought to buy businesses you understand. Just like if you're buying farms, you ought to buy farms you understand. It, it, it's, it's not complicated. you break one of the cardinal rules of investment, diversification. I mean, everybody's told, don't put all your eggs in one basket, spread them as widely as possible. You actually do sometimes and put enormous numbers of eggs yeah. in one basket, don't you? I stick with what I know. If somebody owns 50 stocks, can they really like the one they rank as number 50 as well as the, the one they rank as number one? Can they know it as well? I don't think so. And knowing what you do understand and don't understand. And that, that is the key. It's, it's defining what I call your circle of competence. And everybody's got a different circle of competence. The important thing is not how big the circle is. The important thing is staying inside the circle. And if that circle has only got 30 companies in it out of thousands on the big board, as long as you know which 30 they are, you're okay. The best way to get to think about investments is to be in a room with no one else and just think. And if that doesn't work, nothing else is going to work. Uh, and the disadvantage of being in any kind of a 
market-type environment on Wall Street would be the extreme is that you get overstimulated. You think you have to do something every day. If you buy a piece of American industry and you get a cross-section, you're going to do well over 10 or 20 or 30 years. But you're not going to do it if you try and dance in and out every day. The Dow Jones average started the 20th century at 66. It ended at 11,400. You'd say, how could you lose money <laughs> during a period like that? A lot of people did yep. because they tried to dance in and out. So what you're looking for is some way to get one good idea a year, you know, and then, and then ride it to its full potential. And that's very hard to do in an environment where people are shouting prices back and forth every five minutes and shoving reports under your nose and all that. Because Wall Street makes its money on activity. You make your money on inactivity. You don't need you don't need a lot of brains in this business. I mean, I've always said if you got an IQ of 160, give away 30 points to somebody else because you don't need it in investments. What you do need is emotional stability. You have to you have to be able to think independently, and you have to be you have to be when you come to a conclusion, you have to really not care what other people say and 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 just follow the facts and follow your reasoning. And and that's that's tough for a lot of people. The question is large caps versus small caps. I don't know the answer to that. We, we don't think, uh, we, don't, we don't care whether companies large cap, giant cap, middle cap, small cap, micro cap. It doesn't make any difference. I mean, the only question to us is can we understand the business? Do we like the people running it? And does it sell for a price that is attractive? The wonderful business, you, know, you can figure out what will happen. You can't figure out when it will happen. You don't want to focus too much on when. You want to focus on what. If you're right about what, you don't have to worry about when very much. When you look at the future, there's also the argument made uh, that, that this is something that goes with your philosophy today. Get out of cash and get into assets, because we don't know what's going to happen to the dollar. Well, cash is always a bad investment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when people said cash is king a year ago, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, cash wasn't producing anything, and it was sure to go down in value over time. And then you always want to be sure you have enough. I mean, it's like oxygen. You want to be sure it's around, you know, but you don't need to have, you don't need to have excessive amounts of it around. No, I'd much rather own a good business uh, than have cash. Uh, and it is a hedge against the dollar? Well, you can say all assets are a hedge against okay. the, the dollar. I right. mean, the, all you know is that the dollar is going to be worth less 10, 20, 30 years from now. I say worth. Less, not right. worthless. Right. <laughs> you want to watch that. But it, it will be, you know, and that's, that's true of almost every currency that I can think of. Uh, the question is how much uh, it depreciates in value. But So I would like to be lucky again. And, and if I'm lucky, then the way to do it is to play out that game and, 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 and do something you enjoy, you know, all your life and be associated with people you like. I only work with people I like. You know, I... I don't, I don't, if I could make a hundred million dollars by buying a business with some guy that caused my stomach to churn, I'd say no. Because I say that's just like marrying for money, which probably isn't a very good idea in any circumstances, but if you're already rich, it's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to marry for money. <laughs>
Buck up, buck up, buck up, buck up, buck up, buck up. <laughs> you know the deal. This is me, dog. Beast by Supremo for all of my people. Negroes and Latinos. And even the gringos. Yo, check it. One for Charlie Hustle. Two for Steady Rock. Three for the four coming live, future shot. Five dimensions, six senses, seven firmaments of heaven and hell. Eight million stories to tell. Nine planets faithfully keep an orbit with the probable tenth. The universe expands left. The body of my sex possess extra strength. Power lift the powerless up out of this tower and inferno. My ink so hot it burned through the journal. I'm black and it midnight on bro, where you myrtle. Hip hop past all your tall social hurdles like the nationwide projects, prison industry complex. Working class poor, better keep your Alarm set, streets too loud to ever hear freedom ring. Say it back in when you sleep. It's dangerous to dream, but your chain cats get they chip back. You dead now. Killing fields need blood to graze the cash cow. Some numbers game, but shit don't add up somehow. Like I got 16 to 32 bars to rock it, but only 15% of profits ever seen my pockets. Like 69 billion in the last 20 years spent on national defense, but folks still live in fear. Like nearly half of America's largest cities is one quarter black. That's why they gave Ricky Ross all the crap. 16 ounces to a pound. 20 more to a key, a five minute sitting, steering, and you no longer free. 40% of Americans own a cell phone so they can hear everything that you say when you ain't home. I guess Michael Jackson was right. You were not alone. Rock your hard hat black as you in the terror zone. Full of hard niggas, large niggas, dice tumblers. Young teens in prison, green face and life numbers. Crack mothers, crack babies, and maze patients. Young blood can't spell, but they can rock you in PlayStation. Snoo Mavis with my motherfuckers ass. You want to know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's math. Mighty most devil. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a bubble round science. What are we talking about here? Mighty most devil. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a bubble round science. What are we talking about here? Two sides to every story, three strikes and you bitten for life. Mandatory. Four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth when the millennium is here. There are six million ways to die from the seven deadly drills. Eight-year-olds getting found with nine mils. It's ten p.m. where you see that. What's the deal? They on the hill pumping krills to keep their bellies filled. Light in the ass with heavy steel. Sights on the pretty shit in life. Young soldiers trying to earn their next strike. When the average minimum wage is five fifteen, you best believe you gotta find a new grind to get cream. The white Unemployment rate is nearly more than triple for black. Frontliners got their gun in your back. Bubble and crack. Jews after robbery to combat poverty and end up in the global jail economy. Stiffer stipulations attached to each sentence. Budget cutbacks but increased police presence. And even if you get out of prison, still living, join the other five million under state supervision. This is business. No faces, just lines and statistics from your phone, your zip code, the SSI digits. The system break man channel women in the figures. Two columns for who is and who ain't. Niggas, numbers is hard and real and they never have feelings But you push too hard, even numbers got limits Why the one straw break the camel back, here's the secret The million other straws underneath it, it's all mathematics I'm mighty most definitely It's simple mathematics Check it out I'm a bubble round science What are we talking about here? Mighty most definitely It's simple mathematics Check it out I'm a bubble round science what are we talking about here? <laughs> 
mathematics, 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 mathematics. and stared at it, marveled at its beauty, its genius. Billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered? where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key, my key. 
There are people that's awake and there's people asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So, let's break it to the least common denominator. Let's say the black community. True. We, it used to they say 5%. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, you had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty. They can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody... How many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hands. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this smiley. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. And he said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man, 
You you had to you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years. I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew, I felt empty. Now, it was, it was, you know, it was a couple of years later that what I was missing, I realized, was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But, I, I, but, but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You, you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why it's happened because you were you, you were gravitating above the roof shop. for 
thousands of years and, and many different forms and, and various ways of transactions, right? And you know, you, you have to be able to when you're doing business, you have to be able to have a standard you know, that you that you can follow. So tonight we're going to go over some things, and I think that they're important that we go over them, and we'll continue to have our policy success series, right? And we'll deal with things in your business that you need to deal with. Because there's too many people that will bite the hands that feed them when it comes to business. No, I'm not taking stats. I'm not talking about anybody specific. I'm, I'm talking in general, right? I've, I've been done dirty in business before. I know what it's like, right? And, and you have to have a ethical and a moral code, right? And all the brothers that I've dealt with, you know, between Jonah and I came, have been have been honorable brothers, right? And, and I, I do business with other brothers who I expect to be honorable in our business dealings. Okay. Now, when we're talking about success, right, there are always are rules to success. Why not? There should be rules, right? There are rules to the football game. There's rules to a basketball game. There's rules when you're in school. There's rules when you're driving. You don't think it's rules to this money game? Y'all don't think there's rules to achieving the success that you want to achieve in your life? Because, you know, success does not just happen to you. Unless you're given a silver spoon and 98% of you niggas ain't ever had a silver spoon in your mouth. Nothing. You go to something you begin to realize that not a lot of people make it to be successful, let alone within their own businesses. So what I want to talk about are some universal laws for success because success, like I said, does not just happen to you. It is a planned A planned event. So, you think it's a journey. It's not a journey. It's a process. So let's get down to the process of success. Number one. I'm going to give y'all some rules. And we're going to start here. I think these, these are good rules for us to start with. Okay? Number one. Do not procrastinate. Do not wait until all conditions are right to become a success. You could wait the rest of your life and believe that you always possess the understanding, the courage, and the self-confidence to take action. But realize that procrastination is a state of mind. So, I mean, how many of us are procrastinating? Are you waiting to start that business? Are you waiting to build your business credit until the time is right? Are you waiting... To go and get you a CPN number Are you waiting to get you an EIN number What you waiting on Why you waiting Number two You need to do it now 
take the first steps. See, there's always something you can do right now to move closer to your success. You need desire, ambition, attitude, and motivation. And you need to motivate yourself to take immediate action. Overcome the thoughts of helplessness, limitation, lack, negativity, and failure. Now, let me tell y'all something. Anytime you begin to slip into that mode of, oh, I can't get it done, I can't get it done, I can't do it, you must remember that that is your mind because the mind makes it real. Your mind is making this shit real, nigga. You're the reason why you're not able to get your, your, your situation changed. Don't blame it on nobody else. I hate when people blame me shit on other people. Let's not do that. Let's fix what we can fix and control what's within our grasp to control. Number three, you must stand on your own two feet. Do not depend on anyone or anything for your success. They may be depending on you, but believe that you have already have everything, excuse me, but believe that you have everything that you need already. And everything that you need, you can get. Now, I'm a firm believer in this. That's my testimony, right? Niggas always like to come on here and give their testimonies on how we've helped them and give my own testimony there. When your mind, when you change your mind, you literally change your reality. Number four, do not fear failure. To fail proves that you are trying. Every failure is a dress rehearsal for success. And every opportunity for success also contains the possibility for failure. Learn from your mistakes and failures and concentrate on the possibilities for success. See, I want you to understand something. I might start 10 businesses. Nine of them might fail. But one of them will succeed. I'm about that. I'm going to start as many businesses as I need to. Until one of them succeeds. Right now, I probably own about seven businesses. They all do well. But, at the same time, I'm very well aware of the fact that there could be failure, but I don't fear it. Why should I? That's natural, man. You're going to fail sometimes. Do not, and I repeat this, do not sell yourself cheaply. Do not become a cheap bitch. Don't become that. Exactly what you say you are worth. Know your full potential and your true value of your talent. Recognize that you are a very special individual with boundless capacity for health, wealth, happiness, love, success, Prosperity and money. See, let me, let me just tell you how something. Right, I, I had a business associate and I was doing music with. They didn't understand the value of of their music. Understand the value of your business, your music, your worth, your personal self worth. You will devalue at any cost. To make a quick buck. Right? And so, 
you're not ever supposed to sell yourself cheap or devalue yourself. Because then you won't get the prosperity and the success and the happiness that you're seeking. Right? Number six. Develop the success habits of being goal-oriented. Set realistic goals for yourself. Determine what you must. Let me say this again. Set a realistic goal for yourself, okay? A lot of y'all are not setting realistic goals. Let's keep it realistic. Nigga, you might not make a million dollars this year, but you might be able to make a hundred thousand. Okay? Determine what must be done to attain your goals. Make plans for the attainment and keep a record. Okay? You must always keep records. Keep a record of your performance and all of your achievements. Okay? One of the things about goals, especially in a business, is that you must always write stuff down. You gotta write shit down. You need a vision board. You need to go to uh, well, what's that store called? Office Depot, whatever the hell, and go get you a vision board. Go get your board and write your goals down on the board. You can't if you can't see it, you can't achieve it. This is extremely important. Okay. This leads me into number seven. Visualize your goals and believe you can uh, attain them. Now, if you're not attaining your goals, it's because you're not visualizing them. Nine times out of ten, we don't, we can see it, but then we don't write it down, right? So you must, you must see, you must, must, excuse me, <laughs> see each goal clearly. And in different detail in your mind's eye. So I always thought of it like that flame, right? When you're doing meditation work, if there's a flame, right? You can see that flame in your mind's eye. You focus. You have what my mother used to call laser focus. Right? So develop a sensory relationship with your goal. Know how it looks. Know how it feels, know how it smells, know how it tastes, know how it sounds. Can't nobody change your goal, right? Because you know exactly what your goal is. You must hold on to your vision constantly in your mind and believe that you can and will accomplish it. And that your goal will be achieved in a timely manner. See, it's all about time. We ain't got all the time in the world. Nigga, we here one day, going the next. So you got to get as much shit done as you can. Not for the urgency of, oh, I'm going to die. But because you need to be building before you die. You need to create before you die. You need to, you're, you're put here to multiply. You're put here to create more. To be, what it's say, abundant and fruitful. Okay? Number eight. Plan your work and work your plumbing. You must analyze your goal. Write down each and every action that must be performed to accomplish your goal. Make a plan for its attainment. Prepare a time schedule for the performance of each, of each action. And execute your plan in accordance with the timetable and produce the desired results. When you execute your plan effectively, you will attract the attention of other people who will help you in your efforts. 
Let me let me just tell you guys something. You wanna sign hundred million dollar deals? Because they're possible. I can tell you, because I've done it. If you wanna sign deals like this, man, you listen, it's extremely important that you are organized and prepared. position to win. You can't put yourself in a position to win if you ain't even organized your business, whether it be an unincorporated association or an LLC. You haven't even done a DBA. You haven't even registered the business if you're going to register it at all. You haven't put it into a trust. Like, if you haven't done these things, don't think that success is going to fall into your lap. You don't want to take the money and pay for the webinars or pay to register your company if you're going to register to buy you a DBA. Okay? IRS number, you can't complain about not being successful. Right? Yes, and I understand. Right? When I, when I say register, I'm, I'm not specific, I'm specifically not speaking about uh, that in terms of, you know, Putting your business into the system, but in the aspect of at least making sure that your shit is together, yes, you gotta have your shit together. You gotta analyze your goal, write down each and every action that must be performed to accomplish your goal. You must make a plan for attainment, prepare a timetable for the performance of each, of each action, execute your plan in accordance with your timetable, and produce your desired results. When you execute your plan effectively, you attract the attention of people who will help you in your efforts. I mean, I, I can't read that enough. Efforts, you want to go further? You want people who, who have, um, you know, opulence and all of that? Because don't get me wrong, man. You know, being conscious of shit is cool. But listen. If being conscious means that I gotta be broke, I don't want it, man. Broke. I grew up in the hood. I know what that shit's like. Man. We grew up with, with cold water, then you had to boil water, then we grew up with, uh, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we had to cook food in the microwave. Like, you eat all of that shit. But we also had a good childhood. But at the same time, nobody wants to have to deal with that. So you become better in your business. So you don't have to deal with that. Okay, being conscious don't mean you got to be broke. It doesn't correlate. They're not the same thing. Same thing. Okay. Number nine, I think this is very important, right? Don't quit. A lot of people get right there, and then they say, fuck it, I'm done. I can't deal with it. As a matter of fact, I dealt with this recently. Friend of mine, I said, listen, you know, why don't you start writing music again? Super dope writer, she is, you know. So why don't you start writing music again? You know, I got an opportunity to put you on. Nah, I just want to focus on being a nurse now because I always had a lot of time with music. Really? Yeah, I understand. But you, you must know how I said to you. 
right? It was it wasn't in her spirit. I but I can't force that, right? It's like I can't force you, any of the listeners, right, to continue on your path. What you can't do is convince somebody, right? You know. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about what, the, what we call levels of consciousness, right? Because we all deal with these different levels of consciousness. You know, and in business, this is important because in business, you know, your consciousness is, is greatly dependent upon your success, if you will, right? And, and so, one of the most fundamental levels of success is a matter of consciousness. Okay? There are three levels of mind or consciousness, right? They are the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the super conscious mind. Each level of mind has its own characteristics, right? Now, your conscious mind is the mind that, you know, is what you think, right? It's, um, right now, we're having a conscious conversation right now with radio. Okay? This is your rational, your logical mind. Okay? It is the masculine part of you in nature. It operates personally, selectively, and judgmentally. Now, your conscious mind creates and develops your thoughts. Right? Your thoughts have two aspects, the idea, right, which is the statement of the thought, and the feelings, which are associated with the thought. Your conscious mind transmits your thoughts to your subconscious mind, right, the feeling aspect of the thought. I'll tell you something, right? I say, man, fuck you, right? Your subconsciously, you feel a certain kind of way about me just saying that to you. You understand? So the excuse me, so the conscious mind... Reasons what they call inductively, right? It proceeds to the conclusions based on your observation, your experience, even your education, right? How much shit that you know. The conscious mind represents the world of effect, right? There's a cause and there's an effect, right? Now, the subconscious mind, right? Your subconscious mind represents what you are, what your emotional Feeling, your perceptions is. The subconscious mind is the feminine, right? And this is feminine in nature, and it operates impersonally, non-selectively, and non-judgmentally. It is non-selective in that it receives all of your ideas, and it gives them form and expression through feeling. It is non-judgmental. And that it is not influenced by the truth or the falsity of ideas that it receives. Your subconscious mind accepts every idea as true and gives it form and expression for your feeling, how you feel about it. Right? So, like, you know, if I, if I tell you, for instance, that, hey, man, you know you can get rid of your student loans or you know you can build business credit, man, you know, come rich nigga. You're going to feel good about that. And then your subconscious mind, you start to matriculate thoughts of, damn, I feel, maybe I really could change my life here. Maybe some things could happen here for me. Circumstance. And you begin to matriculate these thoughts into your subconscious mind. See, the subconscious mind reasons deductively, like I told y'all, 
It proceeds on the assumption of truth of every idea, and it also develops a system of logic. Right? It's just the logic objectively manifests truth. Right? Of course, with the feelings that you associate with truth. If I tell you the sky is blue and you feel the sky is purple, your feelings give you truth. It, it's kind of like, I hate to do this, but it's kind of like when you're arguing with a woman, right? And even if you are right, her feelings at that moment in time outweigh any rightness that you could have. <laughs> okay. Now, the superconscious mind is the source of all creativity and faith, right? This is almost what you would call your God state. Now, right? It's the spiritual mind, which is neither masculine nor feminine, right? Your superconscious mind operates on a subconscious level at all times. It has complete and total access to all of your ideas, your feelings, and your information that's stored in your subconscious mind. It's also your unlimited access to knowledge and information in existence. This is the shit that people be talking about that you should tap into when you're doing your meditation work. Now, your super subconscious mind, excuse me, or your super conscious mind, right, is the source of all intuition, inspiration, and internal motivation. It is capable of a goal-oriented motivation, and it's also stimulated by clarity of thought and decisiveness of of your actions, right? About how you move. Now, the superconscious mind responds to clear, authoritative commands by releasing ideas and energy. Your superconscious mind is independent of time. This is this is this is all meditation work. This is how you access this realm, right? And, I mean, you know, when you're doing business, believe me, you have to step outside of yourself a lot. You must have a harmonic relationship, as they say. Okay, now your superconscious mind is independent of time, the past, the present, and the future, and one and the same. They call this the God mind, right? So now we're in our God state is what we call it now. So a lot of of people, a whole lot of people want to hear it. You say it's blasphemy. You call yourself God. But yet we all operate in a certain aspect of our godhood when we're using our our super conscious mind, as they call it. Right? Now you say, well, how does this relate to business? How does this make me better in business? Because when you got a harmonic relationship with yourself, you have a harmonic relationship with others. This is the basic principle of the universe. A lot of people should be out of order, out of whack, <laughs> right? And they don't want to deal with it. So this takes me to the first law that I want to really deal with tonight. Okay? And as we go through the next couple of weeks, we'll deal with these laws. Because these laws are important for us to, to really remember and to really begin to work on. And as they will make you a better business person, I've used these laws Myself and a lot of these laws, um, I can say we, we're probably already using, but you're not aware of it, right? And so, for us to be effective, 
right? In any capacity, we must, and, I, and I'll tell y'all this for real, for real. I mean, we, we really must know what the fuck we're doing, right? This is not just exchanging money with somebody. It's your relationships with people. It's the way that you think about things. It's how you handle situations. It's how you deal with actions. 99% of what happens is not how you act. It's not what happens. Excuse me. It's not what happens to you. It's about how you react to what happens to you. The law of thought. The first universal law of success is the universal law of thought and manifestation. See, thought becomes things which result in accord with nature and feelings of the thought. More personally, your thoughts manifest in your life experience and in accord with the emotions and feelings you associate with your thoughts. One of the simplest statements of the universal law of thought is, for as a man thinketh, so shall he be. Right? Now, to think in the heart means how do you really feel, right? Like what's really going on inside? I mean, in a lot of times on these shows, we don't go into, you know, principles of success. We're just giving you the tools, right? We're just here, do this, do this, do this, do this. But I think there's a moral code and a principle that we must continue to follow when we are doing business with each other. Where is your heart? So further illumination in the heart is given in the, the Bible verse, Matthew 6, 21. It says, for where your heart, for where the treasure is, there will also your heart be. Right? I mean, I think that's pretty deep, right? You know, the Egyptians, you know, when you die, the Egyptians would suck every goddamn thing out the body, but they would leave the heart in the body. And it was connected to the soul. Now your heart is the center of your true feelings and your emotions. Always focus on the things that are important to you, your value system, and how you feel about yourself. So, for example, if you have the thought that financial independence is one of your primary objectives in your life, then guess what? Financial independence is going to begin to manifest in your life over a reasonable period of time. Okay? And if it don't, you need to look into your inner feelings because something's wrong with how you're thinking. Now, niggas look at me. Actually, I got all types of gold and shit on. Yeah, I'm dripped out. My shit's dancing. But guess what, nigga? It was a time, nigga, I had on dirty shirts and all types of shit. Working jobs, busting my ass, riding the, riding the metro. Niggas, you know right now, quiet is kept. But that's to tell y'all that your mind can really make a difference in in your reality. It's not. You need to look at your inner feelings. Now, inside you may feel for whatever reason that you're not worthy of financial independence. But if you don't feel in your heart that you're worthy, then guess what? Other people damn sure ain't going to feel it. 
Okay. Okay, to your life experience, if you don't believe me, you gotta believe every aspect of this shit, man. From the top to the bottom, from what they say, from the root up to the tube. God, universal law, right? It's thought and manifestation. Okay, that's the thought of. There's two basic aspects of this, right? Of, of thought, right? Of mind. Uh, my man, he would call it mind in action. Okay, number one, a rational aspect. The statement of thought itself, the idea and the words. What you think is an idea, right? What you think is actually um, takes on like a spirit of its own. Number two, an emotional aspect. The personal feelings and emotions associated with thought. How you feel, how you think, right? So what you recognize in your thinking, you energize. In your emotions What you energize in your emotions You realize in your experience Reverend Ike Now You know Anytime we're talking about Business and business practices We've got to cultivate Good habits right um, I mean I think it's always important to cultivate good habits, you know, you, you know, and that's overall, you know, uh, one of the good habits and good qualities of a good business person is somebody who shows up to shit on time. <laughs> um, you know, and I try my best to be on time and things, to try to do things on time. And, and even as a business person, I tell you that that's something I work on. You know, so I mean, being on time is extremely important, and that's that's a a big thing. Time management. Now. One of the things that I want to talk about tonight is very important. Is your goals. Okay. Um, we all have these different things that we want to achieve. And the universal law of vision has two aspects. Okay. Specificity and imagination. Right? You got to be able to be specific and you got to imagine what the hell it is you want. You must be specific about your vision. You must write it down very clearly and in great detail. Okay? Something. You want to realize it? You got to write it down. You got to have faith and know that what you write down can come into fruition. But it's only going to happen with your hard work, right? And, 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 you know, funny enough, if you just write shit down, Sometimes things just begin to happen. This is why a vision board is so important. I mean, a vision board is like, you know, it's time consuming to create one, but I, I always recommend it. Now, a goal, let's talk about goals, right? Because goals are important. So a goal is the line or place at which a race or a trip is ended. Goals are the stepping stones that guide you to your vision of who you are, what you are about, and whatever you want to achieve. So you may make a goal of anything you wish to accomplish. Once you specifically define your vision of yourself, you better your life. Straight up, right? You establish goals as the specific steps that will lead you to the realization of your vision. 
those provide excellent opportunities to build self-confidence. When you complete yourself with respect to a particular goal, by accomplishing it, you validate your own abilities and increase your own self-confidence. So as a result, right, your self-confidence begins to grow. Your ability to become more successful and tackle uh, bigger deals, uh, you know, bigger goals, all this shit happens for you, right? You got to develop the habit, though, of being goal-oriented. So as your goals are accomplished, you grow and you progress towards the vision of life that you have for yourself, obviously. You know, a lot of people think that having a nice house and a car is, you know, your goal until you get that shit and then you want something different. Right? So your goal is always going to be changing, but you must write them down. Because other than that, they're just ideas swirling around in that subconscious mind based off of your, your feelings. Now, there are basically three types of goals. Okay? In immediate goals, intermediate goals, and long range goals. Okay? Now, your immediate goals, right? And a lot of you have immediate goals of doing things like becoming a national or cleaning up your credit or building business credit. These are immediate goals. They can be if you're looking to do things immediately. Or let's say that you have an immediate goal of getting rid of a case or a long-range goal, right, of becoming rich or a long-range goal of starting a business. These, these can become long-range goals. Now, immediate goals are the closest, nearest, or next in order. These goals represent tasks or objectives that may be accomplished quickly or without a great deal of effort and planning. So time-wise, immediate goals may be accomplished in a day or so or within a period of up to three months, right? It's not about 90 days. That's normally how long they give you to satisfy contracts. Okay. Now, the three levels of immediate goals. Level one, one to thirty days. Level two, thirty to sixty days. And level three, sixty to ninety days. Now you got also number two, intermediate goals. These are mid range, okay? These are uh, between immediate and long range goals, right? Intermediate goals often require multiple steps and considerable planning for their completion. It usually takes the completion of a series of immediate goals to accomplish an intermediate goal. And intermediate goals require more consistent and continuous direction in your life. Now, they may also be completed in 90 days, right, or up to two years. Right? So you give yourself some time for these type of goals. This is where a lot of y'all fit in. Okay. Now, there are three levels to intermediate goals. Right? Level one, 90 days to 60 months. Right? The next level is six months to a year. And the next level is a year to three, to three years. These are your intermediate goals. Right? Then you have these long-range goals. Right? And these goals take the future into consideration. And they're often related to your life's work, your career, your professional objectives. Your long-range goals require your extensive planning, your preparation, and your execution. 
praise goals are built on the consistent and continuous accomplishment of your immediate and your intermediate goals. They require anywhere from three years to the rest of your damn life. Okay. Now, the first step towards realizing the vision that you have for yourself is to write your vision down clearly and in great detail, like I told y'all before. And then you need to determine the steps that you need to, uh, to completing your vision. Okay? Make the steps to your goal. You need to write down each goal that must be accomplished as concisely as possible. And in order for its importance, right, and its priority. So anytime you're writing your goals down, you should always write down, yo, this is super important to me. This is super important. I want to get this down first. I want to get this down first. See what I'm saying? What up to everybody in the chat? What's up? Peace to the gods. Mm-hmm. What's y'all for sure? All right. So the first step, like I said, though, is writing this shit down. Just having an understanding and realizing, all right, this is where I want to go with this. Then you got to start to choose your goal. Okay, because choosing the goal will lead to the vision, right? And that leads in accord with the lifestyle that you want to lead. And then things start getting good. <laughs> right? So number one, we're going to talk about six qualities that your goal should have. All right? And then we're going to take a quick break. So number one, it should be written, committed to, and shared. Writing your goals helps you crystallize exactly what you want to accomplish. Write each goal in one or two sentences. And if it takes an entire page to write your goal, chances are that you will not be able to attain it. A short, simple, concise goal is easier to think about, remember, and act on. Once you have written your goal, your statement, Read it out loud. Do it three times if you need to. Do it three times a day. You need to get your little post-it note. Put it on your steering wheel. Put it in your mirror. Every time you get up, put it somewhere you know you got to look at. Now, think about it constantly. You must be committed to accomplishing each goal. Make a binding agreement with yourself that nothing and no one will stop you from attaining your goals. Give yourself a time. Right? Have to set time limits for yourself, right? Very important. So, once you give your efforts, your expertise, your resources, and anything necessary, right? Especially your time to accomplish your goals. I mean, that's, that's really important, right? A lot of people go to work and they work eight hours for somebody and they come home and go to sleep and they spend no time working on their own shit. So, very important that you work on your own shit. Share your goal. Share it with people, man. Let people know. Share it with somebody special, right? Who understands and believes what you're doing. Stay away from people who will discourage or criticize you. Very often, members of your own family and others who are close to you are the worst choices to tell about your goals because they're going to be the negative motherfuckers. Be sure that the people who you share your goals with will not be jealous or envious. Be sure that the people who you share your goals with 
will not be jealous or envious of your goals. Ain't that motherfucking, you tell somebody what your goals are, and then they start hating on you because they didn't come up with it or because they're not doing the shit. When you, when more likely, if you tell them, you might be trying to include them. Stay away from them type of people, man. Okay? They should have an important goal. Right? They should have an important goal of their own to accomplish. So if this person doesn't have an important goal, stay away from them. You want you to deal with motherfuckers who got goals too. Now remember that the purpose of sharing your goals is to establish accountability and to obtain cooperation, assistance, and encouragement. Another perspective which offers knowledge, encouragement, and constructive criticism is also helpful. So if you can't get constructive criticism, and I mean constructive, not negative criticism from somebody, get the fuck away from them. And attainable, your goal needs to be realistic and attainable. You niggas, listen, for those for those of y'all who think y'all gonna get a Bugatti, okay, he's still working at Pizza Hut right now. Unless you win the lottery or do something very drastic, it's not gonna happen overnight. So you need to take your time and make something that's attainable. You might be able to get your elections this year. See what I'm saying? You might be able to put your way fifty thousand dollars this year. And then next year you buy that business that jumps you up to make two hundred and fifty thousand. And then the next year you buy another business and it makes you five hundred thousand. And then the next year you jump up and buy another business and it makes you a million. You have to be strategic. And one of the easiest ways to set yourself up for failure is to select improper goals. No goal is impossible, but it must be realistic. Okay? Because if it's unrealistic at your particular state of development or your given time, you will be unsuccessful. Make sure that you have goals that are realistic and attainable based on where you are right now. Based on where you are right now. Okay. Number three, it should be flexible and reflect change. Your goal is a statement and a projection of your vision. However, as you begin to pursue your goal, eternal conditions and circumstances which are beyond your control may appear. Shit is going to happen. And you got to be ready to roll with this shit as it happens. Everything ain't going to be perfect. All court cases ain't perfect. Everything that happens in life does not happen Perfectly. These things could prevent you from attaining your goal. When this interference occurs, do not become discouraged or abandon your goal. Make the necessary changes and modifications to your goal or to the manner of pursuing it. That would neutralize the condition or circumstance that's blocking your way. What's blocking your way? Have you asked yourself that? Number four, your goal should be concrete and it should be measurable. Your goal should be definite and specific, clearly defined in the terms, well, at least your sense, right? Whatever you define, right? How does it look? How does it feel? How does your goal taste? What's it sound like, right? You need to see your goal in terms of size, color, location, 
movement, and any other characteristic or property that can be perceived by the senses. So you need to make your goal go from being something in your head to something that can materialize in the physical world. That shows you right there how much of a creator you are. Either you're a good creator or a bad creator. Now, if your goal is not concrete and clearly defined, you'll probably not be able to attain it. And your goal is the best outcome desired as a result of your organized efforts. So you realize however organized you are and your efforts to achieve your goal will determine how successful you are. Right? So when the desired outcome, which is your goal, is unclear, and the energy and the activities necessary to produce that outcome can't be focused or directed effectively. So you must have a measurable goal, okay? But you never get there. It's like having a trip, right? A car trip. You just, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Nope, you ain't there yet. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Nope. So your goal must be measurable. You must determine your goal in dimensions. When your goal is measurable, you have a standard, right? And um, when you have a standard, you can analyze shit. You can estimate a completion time. You say, I'm going to get something done. By this time, I'm going to get it completed. And it's measurable. It's a measurable goal. Number five, your goal to be extended to cover certain time periods, right? So you must set a definite time period in which to complete your goal. You have to. If you don't have a goal, you don't have a time period in which say it's going to take you to get this goal done, you're shooting in the dark. So a definite time period gives you a standard by which to measure and regulate your performance. So you can see how well you're doing. Because the, the thing about it is, is only you know how well you're doing. Take special care in establishing a proper time for accomplishing your goals. This time period should be realistic in light of your particular level of skill. The time and resources you have available, time constraints, and the goal itself and the benchmarks of past performance by yourself and others. Putting time into your goals gives you means by which to examine your performance, right, and project your completion. Stop shooting in the dark, man. Don't shoot from the head. Not when you run in business. You know, I'm giving you things that you can use personally. You can use this in your business. Or these will make y'all more successful business owners. You know, we moors. You know, we're going to be moors. We're going to do proper commerce. We're going to be honorable in how we do commerce with people. But we're going to be honorable with ourselves. And we have to, in order for us to honor ourselves, we have to honor our time. So putting a time component into your goals gives you a means by which you can examine your performance. Okay? And if based on monitoring your own performance, the projected time for completion is unreasonable or unacceptable, you can increase your efforts, modify your timetable, or even alter your goal. So if you say, man, I need to get this shit done by this time period, and you don't get it done, don't don't get upset at yourself. You just didn't get it done. Okay? Number six, 
It should be set in advance. Your goal is a destination, desired outcome of your endeavors. And if it is not set in advance, then you cannot make plans nor take effective steps to attain it. So when you set your goal in advance, you give yourself a particular orientation to your life. And you bring focus to your energy and your thoughts. So then you take everything that we talked about from your subconscious mind and your superconscious mind and you begin to shape them into a reality, into your conscious reality. So there's basically two categories of goals here, right? And goals in continuity and goals in opposition. Okay, so goals in continuity are goals which are logical extensions of your present condition or your situation, which right, which are enhanced by reasonable improvement. Right? An example of goals in continuity would be um, upon graduation from high school, we decide to become a surgeon. Right? The goal is that you lead to your vision to become a surgeon. Could be number one, you go to college. Number two, you graduate from college. Number three, you go to medical school. Number four, you complete medical school. Okay, number five, then you get accepted to a residency program. Number six, then you uh, complete the medical program, right? You get all the boards and all that shit. Number seven, you become a doctor, right? So that's like a set list of goals. That will be what we call continuity. Then you have what we call goals in opposition, which are goals which represent complete change in your current condition. They may represent an abrupt change in your direction in life. An example of goals in opposition would be uh, you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day for 20 years and then you decide to quit one day. Your stated goal to quit immediately is a goal in opposition because it represents a complete change in what you're doing. So goals in opposition are completely and generally harder to do for most people. Right? So I think what's important is that I want you to define a purpose. Okay? If you take nothing away from this lecture tonight, here on the bottom line, I want you to define a purpose for yourself. What's your purpose? What do you want in your life? It's generally revealed that your your goals. <laughs> Generally, whatever your goals are will tell me what you want in your life. Show me your friends and I'll show you where you'll be in five years. Provides orientation and direction for your journey through life. It is your reason for living. So it's like a ship's compass, right? Your purpose guides you when all else fails. When everything else fails, it's your purpose. I mean, no one can choose your purpose, but you, only you can determine it for yourself. So the thing is, is that if, if we're not using the principles that we talked about tonight, right, which are don't procrastinate, do it now, stand on your, on your square, if you will, uh, do not fear failure, don't sell yourself short, develop success habits of being goal-oriented, Visualize your goals and believe you can attain them. Plan your work and work your plan and don't quit. All of this deals with your harmonic relationship of your mind, the purpose of your mind, the purpose of your goals. Your purpose is identified with the quality of your life. It is not how long you live, but rather 
what you do. You know, your life with the donation, your life, excuse me, with the donation you make to life that really counts. And I think that's, I mean, that's an important quote, right? Like, you got to think about that. There's people who live for a very short periods of time and did a whole goddamn lot. Look at Tupac. The nigga didn't live that long. He made a huge impact. But then you get people like, um, I don't know, you get some of these niggas who live to be 100 and you ain't never heard shit they did in their life. You get them there the whole lifetime and didn't achieve that much. So it's not about how long you live. It's about what you actually do to make a difference. What your goal is. What, what is your purpose? Many of the truly great achievers in history had relatively short lives. You must be obsessed with your purpose. Eat it, sleep it, breathe it, think about it, and act on every moment of the day. So, well, Joey, how do I develop my purpose? How do you develop your purpose, my niggas? Ask yourself the following questions. You ready? Number one. Am I the person I really want to be? To be? Are you where you want to be? Am I living in a meaningful life? Do you have a purpose? Is the shit that you're doing meaningful? Number three. What am I doing to realize a meaningful life? What am I doing to make my dreams and my visions come true? What important contributions do I have to make to the world? And number six, what do I want my life to stand for? So we answer these questions. Be honest with yourself. Don't deceive yourself. Take your time. And analyze the questions and your answers. Once you can articulate the answers to the questions, immediately develop a plan of action to implement your answers. And I want you to realize that in asking yourself these questions, right, and implementing the answers to these questions, what you're doing is you're developing a pattern and a rhythm for your life. So the pattern, right, normally these patterns of life that we have, they embrace these finite periods of time. This is why you write shit down because then you can see time in a more linear path, right? And this is the rhythm of life, right? And this is what people um, embrace. And I mean, we, we you can embrace life a lot more when you write your shit down. This is straight up what it is. Before we go to break, because I just told you how to develop your purpose, and I told you to find your purpose, I want to give you some guidelines for establishing your purpose, okay? And a lot of people, I've had people ask me, well, and I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. So let this be your guideline for your business. Number one, it must be idealistic. Always strive for the highest and the best in all things. See things as they can be or as they should be rather than as they are. Use your imagination as a guide in establishing your purpose. Number two, it must be visionary. You got to be a visionary. 
You got to see beyond the horizon. You got to learn to perceive, remember, accept, and rely on your dreams. Just like when you was a kid, right? You wanted to, you wanted to do something. Nobody could tell you that you couldn't be it. You knew that you wanted to be that. So don't be discouraged if your purpose appears to be impossible, impractical, or unrealistic to other people. Visions are perceptions of higher states of consciousness. Visionary thoughts, representations, become the blueprints for your future reality. Your special mandate is to create reality from the thoughts to the vision. Now, number three, in establishing your lifelong purpose, it must be lifelong. Your purpose in life rarely, if ever, changes. However, your perception of it may change depending on your level of consciousness. Your purpose is your life's work. As you perceive it from moment to moment, it changes, right? Very important for you to remember that. Extend well beyond the boundaries of your lifetime, right? This is why we create trust. So why trust is so goddamn important, you create, you create a good idea for your intellectual property and you put it into a trust and you pass away, it can continue. Of your purpose may not occur until long after you are you go. Look at the Carnegie Foundation. Look at a lot of these old trusts. Number four, it must benefit everyone. The continuous realization of your purpose goes far beyond the personal desires of your ego. Get the, get the ego out of here. You know, I couldn't have created this radio station, which, by the way, I own. I don't, you don't hear me running around telling everybody that I own this shit. But I own this station. This is my station. But at the same time, I have given everybody complete autonomy over here to do as they need to do as bosses. Jonah come over here, do a show when he, when he feels it. He, he has an open spot. Friday's his day. Offset got Monday. That's her day. They can they can monetize that however they choose to. And it and and even even Sister Teak has a show on Mondays by way of Sister Offset. Right? We'll have more shit coming. But guess what? It was a vision that I had that benefits everyone. Because it's a continuous realization of what my purpose is. This radio station is a continuous realization of my purpose to uplift fallen humanity. It's Jonah's continuous realization to uplift fallen humanity. It's Austin's continuous realization. We've come together. It benefits us all to benefit all of you. It's a personal goal, but you got to take the ego out of it because I, you'll never hear me use my ego. My ego is never in this shit. I keep it out of the picture, man. Baldwin must be positive and beneficial to everybody. It must be challenging. Your purpose should make you stretch to reach your highest potential. It should be continuous challenge to your faith and your abilities. Your faith grows stronger as your effort and your, uh, uh, your, 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 your results are yielded, right? So the, 
and you know, this is the truest thing ever. The more money you make, the more spiritual you become. Yes, it's challenging as fuck to, to become rich. It's challenging as fuck to get out of poverty. But the more that it takes for you to get out of that, the more spiritual you become. So as a result, your faith grows, and so does your ability to face and prevail over even greater challenges, man. And number six, it must set you on fire. When your purpose sets you on fire, you become obsessed with the immediate and the continuous realization. In every moment of your life, your constant work, all of your work, right, constantly, and I mean all the time, Every moment, you're supposed to be acting on your work, constantly, right? Engaging in your work some kind of way. What your goal is, you should be engaging in your. If you're at work, working another job, you should still be engaging in your work. You can think about what your work is. That's active engagement. The source of this is fire. For the purpose of what they call your deep desires, right? So the, a deep desire causes you to exert every element. Of the power and energy you possess for the realization of your purpose. A deep desire and faith together create what they call dynamic enthusiasm. And number seven, it must be worthwhile. Your purpose must fulfill a legitimate positive need in the world. You must be uplifting for humanity. A worthwhile purpose attracts the forces of the universe. To aid and assist you in the continuous realization. So once you identify and articulate your purpose, you write it down. That's your statement to yourself and to the world and where you're going with your life. With this clear and concise statement, you are the purpose, right? So then you can determine what must be done to realize these goals. Very, very important, right? Then you can start establishing your goals. You can start building your business up. I, and I mean, you know, of course you got to have some imagination when you're doing all of this. All of this helps. All right? So you sit right here on the bottom line. We host Joy Bounce Up, babe. Calling lines are wide open. 347-989-0194. Tonight we're talking about building a better business. We got to build a better you to build a better business, right? We got to continue to build ourselves and we can apply these same principles to our business. Because, you know, it's funny, right? They look at LLCs like a person. They have the same rights as a person and all of that, right? As they say, corporate person. But there's still principles to building it. So we'll be right back. Keep it locked. We'll come back. We're going to open the car line up, see what's happening. Sitting right here on the bottom line. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Yeah, my nigga, like, this shit is crazy. Like, I've been in love with this bitch since middle school, and uh, the feeling just won't go away. You hear me, baby? Yeah. I'm in love with Mary Jane, girl, I need you every day. Louis Ziploc bags, your fluffy ass, ooh, girl, marry me. I like your pretty hair, your fruity smell, and love I feel, girl. My money ain't a thing, I buy you paper. I buy your shells, girl, Mary Jane, I'm so into you. Inhale, fuck that job interview. 
of law, and this is a subject I, I love. I've been talking, talking about this for years. There are two kinds of law on the earth that rule the whole world, but most people don't know that. All over the world, all governments are ruled by what is called civil law. Civil law goes back to a Latin word, civili, which goes back to the word illi, Oh God, I mean, you go on for hours on this stuff. Civil law, which is called in all countries the law of the land. So you'll say, well, you can't do that because it's against the law of the land. 
the law of the land is civil law, Roman civil law, the law of the land. But there is a second law which also operates all over the earth identical. It's called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. That is the law of God in the world of business. I don't care if you're in Japan, in Africa, in China, in, in Istanbul, Turkey. If you have a company, if you have a corporation, if you are doing business where you buy and sell and make money, you are operating on this earth under something called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. Because if all countries worked on a different commercial code, then nobody could do business with anybody. You couldn't trust Japan to pay you. you Japan couldn't trust America to pay them for the cars. Because everybody has their own laws. Uh-uh. Under the Caesars of Rome, they established under Caesar that all nations in the empire that do business, everybody plays on a, on a level field. If you do business in Africa with China, you pay them. And if Africa does uh, uh, business with American companies, you pay them. You pay whatever it is you're doing business, you don't mess around. The most severe law in this world is called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. It's the Bible of business on the earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law, on the Roman Canon Law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops and it's called in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing that the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much are you bringing into our economy. So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here, what are you doing. Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water. Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market? Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only costs you, sometimes it's free, It'll only, only cost you a few dollars. Order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept if not on full color security paper. Then on the right-hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers 
red numbers printed on the, on the birth certificate. Those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange. You go to any good stock office and ask them, check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth, the certificate. And they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you, your birth certificate, is a stock on the stock exchange in America. Why? Because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. This is serious stuff. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Tune in every Monday from 10 a.m. to 12 to Awake with All Set on Evolution Radio, where the revolution is the evolution. Tune in every Friday to Open Forum Fridays with Jonah Bay from 10 a.m. to noon on Evolution Radio. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Turn me up in the top a little bit, dawg. I want you to know. I want you to hear this one. Loud and clear. Bright and early. Listen. I don't hate players. I don't love the game. I'm the shot clock. Way above the game. To be point blank with you motherfuck the game. I got all this work on me. I ain't come for play. You can show the little shorties how you bump and break for dog. Not to death. I'm not impressed. I'm not amused. I'm not confused. I'm not the dude. I'm grown man minutes. I am not in school. Put your hand down, youngin'. This is not for you. On my J.O. with beats by Kanye-O My name on the market, your name off the payroll South fresh like I'm still a day old And it's been like that since the day old I'm on time with a rollie and Seiko Step on deck, your neck, do what I say so Get up or get out, get down or lay low Standing in the shadow of a fabulous man Brooklyn nigga, I am That nigga, that dude Black people, let's move Shout out to my man Talib Kweli Yes, we got chopper, chopper, shotta, shotta, check it out. Slim nigga to cast a big shadow. Cherokee red to shoot the long arrow. Got more skill, more aim, and more ammo. You can get it all from a big or small barrel like Hail Mary, full of grace. Niggas come in and shoot up the place and make it pull up your face. The deck, I'ma pull out the ace. From the jungles of the Empire State, where ain't no escape. 247-718, and that's like every night, every day. From the place that I settle and stay, to the states, I'm collecting my pay. Blast off in the back of the K. Hold it down, so my family straight. Represent in a family way. Pro ball, not for amateur play. Band roll since the amateur stage. Before the press had the cameras raised. Like a long time handling way, you understand? Yeah. No doubt. Excellent. It's what it is, what it is, and that's what it is. See? Cause it is deeper, sweeter, richer, crisper Stronger reception and sharper picture Revolve around God and involve with niggas These elements help evolve my scripture And make most deaf a classic modern figure Brooklyn, it don't matter if you holler or whisper You're coming through clear cause I'm right here with ya Ain't gotta edit your slang, I got it, I get ya Yo, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers And lovers and leavers, the doubters, believers The sayers, the quitters, the bitches, the niggas Rebel, gorillas, the ghetto, civilians Y'all can feel it from the first to the money if it's extra 
ordinary and plain I walk a thousand places of light ahead of the game By the time that you get where I'm standing, I'll be gone Y'all make moves, but y'all just move wrong I move in and y'all must move on Cause I'm all too strong And I know what my feet won't fall Make it go without a brand new car I was fresh without a brand new song I give a fuck about what brand you are I'm concerned what type of man you are What your principles and standards are You understand me, y'all? Be good to your family, y'all No matter where your families are Cause everybody needs family, y'all Raise a hand, you understand me, y'all Everybody needs family, y'all Be good to your family, y'all Understand No matter where your families are Everybody needs family, y'all Raise your hand, you understand me, y'all That's what it is Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet. The new Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right, all right. Peace to God. Welcome back. We're going to go to the call line. Take a couple calls. See what's happening. Let's go to 713-838 on the bottom line. Peace to the God. Yeah. Hello? Yo, peace to God. Yeah, man, I, my question is like, it's off subject. I know y'all was talking about business, but I was just, mine was about, uh, it's a situation I had, you know, with my, uh, involving my children, you know. And I, a friend of mine had referred me to y'all, so I was just listening in. Yeah, it's my so first time listening in. Alright, um, Alright, yeah, I had um lost my kids when I was uh, locked up, and the way they went about doing it, it really didn't, the case didn't ha- have anything to do with me, but they took them with, uh, away from me because I was in the pen- uh, penitentiary, and I wasn't, you know, basically because I wasn't able to get them, and they didn't, they didn't get, give them to any of my family members or anything, and they said, you know, it, it was it's a long story, I really want to explain to you, the, the, to give you the backdrop on it to, so you can get a good, you know, uh, you know, good grasp on the story, but basically that's that's what it is. It's, it's on obtaining that, and and I was just trying to see if y'all y'all could help me with that. You know. Yeah, you trying to get your kids back, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So first thing that you gotta realize, one of the things is, is that um, you know what these people are doing is is you know it's genocide. You know, it's it's, it's denationalization. You know, but one of the things is genocide, you know, when you start taking kids out of their homes and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, it's also a cor- what, they, what, they, what they call a corruption of blood. Um, and so, one of, the, one of the main things that has to always be used in an instance like that is the Constitution. Um, yeah. And one of the one of the remedies that we use would be an injunction for something like that. Um, so, what I would advise that you do is you can go on my site, set up a consultation with me. We can go yeah. a little bit more in depth, and I can give you some more direct remedy on how to deal with that situation. Cool, cool. So, uh, is yours that? Because uh, I'm, you know, I'm new to everything, man. I'm just not finding out about y'all. So, I came in, or is it another? I came no, in. Is that what? Oh, no. This is Joe. No, this is Joey. So you're gonna go to you're gonna go to makemorecommerce.com. That's my website. Make make okay. Give me a second to get that down. Sorry about that, bro. 
It's all right. It's uh, what is Lake it again? Moore, M-O-O-R. Okay. Commerce, C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E dot com. All right, got you. I got you. All right. All right. You, you can get one here. Sure. Go on consultation link you set up some time. You can get on my calendar. And we can uh, go over your situation, bro. No problem. All right. I appreciate that, man. Okay, God. No doubt. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate you listening in too. I know it's your first first time, so yeah. I know it. about you now. I know about you now, so I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuned in, man. I like I like what y'all no do. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, we we, right. we, we, we hit up uplift, man. So thank you for blessing us. Peace to the God. Yeah, please. peace. Alright, let's go to uh seven seven oh eight nine one. Peace to the God. Yeah. Seven seven oh. Yo, you hear me? Can you hear me? You hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Peace to the God. Alright, peace to the God. Well, peace to the God. Oh man, you know, no chill. I just uh, wanted to uh, ask a question. Uh, this is no show. We can stay on topic too, if you want to. No uh, doubt. You know, you go wherever uh, you know, want. It's all about business. All good. Man, let's go it's to the business. top. You know what they say? I'm go not a business man. I'm a business man. That's Let me right. handle my business. Damn. business man. Damn. <laughs> no, no question. Yeah, no. I was peeping the um the car uh truck weapon all right. Mm-hmm. I was peeping it and I was looking at it and I was like I was like, man, the law in Kansas and in Missouri is really clear and cut precise. But um mm-hmm. and it's easy to see it. It is. You can get that together. But in Georgia, like they use like the difference was they use like vessel in Kansas and it re- related the vessel to an automobile. So in Georgia, yeah, it got a little bit of different type of laws, and like I was going through the laws in Georgia, reading them and breaking them down, and some laws contradict each other. Like some of the laws contradict each other. That's what I'm like. Yeah, some of the well, laws contradict each other. What laws are you looking at? Are you looking at the Constitution, or are you looking at their special codes and statutes? Well, I was well, I was uh, looking at the uh, special codes of statutes, kind of based it on right. You know, they, they, the they, them shits always gonna contradict each other, right? But there is a law, and they 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 call it like something like a derelict, a derelict on an uh, automobile, right? Or they, but they use a motor vehicle. That's the term. They use um, a motor vehicle. Yeah, they use a motor vehicle term, right, in Georgia. Like they don't use like the vessel, and I'm and I like the term vessel. You know what I'm saying? But they use you know, motor I, you vehicle. Know, it's, it's interesting. I've 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 seen in a lot of different places that they'll use different um, titles for the for these things. You know that they try to classify these vehicles as and under. You know, but ultimately they talk about the same shit. Right. Right, they talk about the same shit. No they matter what they're doing, right? ultimately they're doing the same. Yeah, ultimately they're doing the same thing to niggas all around. Same the thing. Right, 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 right. They're doing the same thing to everybody. Oh, I should say, I should say niggas all around the continent. Cause we're all in separate okay. Right, right, right. You know, so I was just checking that out. I was looking at, it and I was like, man, Joey, is, is, I see how you did it. 
And I was like, okay, in Georgia, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's there, but you really got to dig into it because they got something different from a, a boat as compared to a motor vehicle. They just got different ways down here. Oh you know, yeah, so, so, it's definitely there. Though. It's definitely there. I read it. It's definitely there. Uh, they also uh, want you to do exactly what you said to do, and I was like, damn, that's pretty dope. Cause uh, my homegirl work at the yeah. license bureau. Yeah, she work at the license bureau, and she told me specifically, step by step, what you need to do to do it. I say, damn, that's right in line with the uh, with the law. Same shit I told you to do, right? Same shit you told me to do, exactly. So I said, that's pretty dope. The only thing that kind of tripped me up was like they said, well, you know, to have a police come out there. No, I guess my question to you was, when you do that. You need to take mm-hmm. the tag off. That would be my question. You want to take the tag off because you gotta have a. Nah, you know. Well, well, if you no, because when you, when you put it into the trust, they give you a tag for it. You give the trust, so you still want to ride around with a tag. Right. Okay, you mm-hmm. still want to ride around with a tag, but you don't. Yeah, I mean the tag's not registered to you. Right, but if it is right now, then you need to change it. Basically, what you're saying. If, yeah, if it is right now, you need to change it, but don't be riding around without the tag right now if it ain't, because nigga, that's, that just gives these people reason to fuck with you. Right. So what I'm going to do is, I'm probably going to end up getting a consultation with you to talk to you more in depth on that one, because yeah, just a little like, bit. Yeah, like I know people you know who are riding around, you know what I'm saying, like that, you know what I'm saying? I know people who are doing that right now, they're riding around without tags, shit on that shit, and they don't have a problem, because right. they're riding around, and they're not in the system, they got no ID, they ain't got nothing in the system. So and that's how right. I was before. I remember um, they pulled me over in one of my in my van, um, and that motherfucker. Right. I had an old van. The motherfucker was registered, with nothing in their system. These niggas had me sitting there for an hour trying to figure out if it was stolen. And then they was like, "Man, we got right, it right, to right. go." No tickets, right? Because I wasn't in their fucking system. Right. Uh, that would be. That's the only question. That's the only question I had, bro. I mean, I, I think. Uh, I looked at that and I was like, man, that's kind of dope, man. I, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, so that's the only question I had. I think I got the law. That's what's up. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's kind of like a remedy, sure. man. You can get a little remedy there, man. You just got to carry it out, finish it on out. Carry it on out. You know what I'm saying? Even down to having the hopeful <laughs> come to the house and declare what it's going to be. And then once they declare it, you can go ahead and do what mm-hmm. you need to do and, and, you know what I'm saying, without no liens or nothing. So I see how it works. So it's dope, man. Exactly. Fun. Exactly right. So that's your business, man. It's peace to the God. That's all I have. Yeah, no doubt. Peace to the gods. All right. All right. That's what's up. Peace, guy. Three, four, seven. What's happening? Can you hear me? Yeah. <coughs> What's going on? Everything's peace. G, uh, great show. I, I love the the growth. Congratulations. Yeah, no doubt, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, I got a quick question. You know, Absolutely. Otherwise, you're dying, right? Exactly. Um, got a question here. 
Um, need to know about if the GSA with the discharge check to the GSA admin. If you could do a GSA uh, discharge with a check to the GSA administration. Try to discharge. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a vehicle. I'm getting this question yeah, from right another tool. brother, so because he he was dropped yeah, from the call. Right yeah, you said the right tool. tool. United States Code. <coughs> Excuse me. United States Code 3113. Let me put it up. Hold on. Mm-hmm. They got excuse me. I'm not smoking. I put it down a little bit of a cold coming in. Oh, you know, you know, he, he blowing that love, man. <laughs> what you say, bro? Yeah, you know, when I keep uh, cleansers. I got, you know, I got the natural reserves. Natural reserves.com, man. I'm just not in town right now, so I got to get back home to go get some, some shit. Got you, got you. Worst case scenario, right, here we go. you get a hot, hot time. Yeah, I might get one of them tonight going out to the bar when I finish the show. I'm at, I'm at the hotel right there. All right, what are we talking about now? Ask me again. Um, GSA, right? All right, I'm going to read it to you. Here we go. Here, here we go. Accepting gifts, 3113, United States Code. It says to provide the people of the United States with an opportunity to make gifts to the government to be used to reduce the public debt. The Secretary of the Treasury may accept for the government a gift of money made on the condition that it be used to reduce the public debt. An obligation of the government included in the public debt may only be, excuse me, an obligation of the government included in the public debt may made only on the condition that the obligation be canceled and retired and not reissued. Other intangible personal property but only on the condition that the property is sold and that the proceeds from the sale used to reduce the public debt. And number two, <coughs> that the administrator of the general services, may, that's the GSA, may accept for the government a gift of tangible property made only on the condition, made, let me repeat that again, made only on the condition that it be sold and that the proceeds from the sale be used to reduce the public debt. That means that when you send your discharge check to the General Service Administration, you're supposed to make sure you specify in the memo section that that money is to be used to reduce the public debt. Okay? It says that the secretary and the administrator of the GSA each may reject your gift under this section when the rejection is in the interest of the government, the secretary and the administrator shall convert your gift on either of the, on either of the terms that they accept of the subsection to money on the best terms available. If a gift is accepted under the subsection of the sub, of the section, it is subject to a gift or inheritance tax, and that secretary or the administrator may pay the tax out of the proceeds of the gift. <laughs> and then the next one says that the treasury has an account into which the money received as gifts and proceeds from the sale of the redemption of the use of gifts under this section shall be deposited. The secretary shall use the money in the account to pay at maturity 
or to redeem or buy before maturity an obligation of the government included in the public debt. An obligation of the government that is paid, redeemed, and brought with the money from the account shall be canceled and retired and not reissued. And money deposited into the account is appropriated and may be expended to carry out this section. So right there to tell you, man, you can send it to them all day long. They're going to decide whether or not it's based on, you know, how they doing their books and shit, whether they decide they want to accept it. But this charge takes work, so you might send that shit to them two, three times before they finally take it. But yes, you do send it to the GSA when you do a discharge if you choose to, or you can send it to the Treasury Department. Right there. Is okay. Should anybody be copied on that? See nobody on that. You see, you see right to the, G, the General Service Administrator, whoever the General Service Administrator is, CCM. Okay, but as far as like the, the Comptroller or anything like that, no. So it's a control of currency when somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing in the local area. And then if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing on the federal level, like with the GSA, then you would do the federal control. Okay. All right. That's PSG. And, uh, um, let's, and I believe uh, the best time to send them is like the last month of the quarter and every quarter. I, I don't say so. I'd say the first two months of the quarter normally could be a best time. <clears throat> if, if you send me, now think about it. If me and you do want a deal, and I say you got three months to get things in on the deal, and you wait to the last thirty days to do it, I may not be so eager to do all your stuff right away because you waited. Mm. <laughs> so we gotta look at it. Right, business. business. In, in business, you know, when it comes time to get to the end of that quarter, they about ready to shut it down. Close their books out. All right, that's peace, G. I appreciate your time, G. Peace, bro. A yellow floor, peace of God. Get better. Thank you, brother. Peace. Am I over here? I ain't think. I just think I'm coming down with some shit, man. It is. I'm sitting on that. Clapping as well, man. My mic's sad. Uh oh. Peace, peace. What's up, bro? Hello? Yo. Here we go. Peace to the God. Go down. 609. Peace, guys. What's up with you? It's all good. What's going down? Peace to the God. Nine, telling us. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. This Messiah, man, I was uh the seminar uh Saturday. What, Saturday? Yeah. Um yeah, dope show, man. This um your topic, man, is you know, extremely important for anything you wanna do in life, you know, not just business. Um man, hundred percent, bro. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, even um Transformation itself, you get what I mean. So, I think it's extremely well, important. Man. That's like a yeah. So you know, it really is a universal law, man. You know, we still working on these, man. You'd be surprised how quick shit starts changing in your life. So, you know, I tell people all the time, my man, it don't take much. Just take a little bit, right. you know, just a little bit of drive, a little tenacity. 
and change some shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, when I, I start, um, once I start, you know, dealing with the subconscious and, um, you know, doing money rituals, not just, uh, you know, in March or when, you know, y'all will all do the money rituals, but just anytime I just feel the urge to do it, you know, I'll, you know, I'll write some shit down or, you know, make a schedule or, you know, meditate. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you should. No, yeah, absolutely. You're just drawing that energy, bro. That's all it is. It's a conscious, it's a conscious effort of, uh, you know, placing the energy somewhere. You know, my, my my old man always says, "Where your energy goes, your attention flows. Where your attention flows, your right. energy goes." By the way, I really want to say it. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yo, I didn't even know I was in the queue. <laughs> I don't have a question. Oh, it's all good. It's all good, no doubt. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it had you in here though. It's all good. I appreciate you calling though. Right. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Just tuning in. But yeah, the, yeah. Dope topic. Dope topic. Like a lot of people don't like when I first started listening to y'all. I didn't have. I didn't have this. You get what I'm saying? I didn't understand the subconscious and you know super conscious. And then you know I started listening to. Uh, you had dropped a video on Facebook. Um, you know, a lecture or whatever. And, um, you know, he, you kind of got me into, you know, the, just the next level. Oh, that's what's up, bro. subconscious. Yeah, that's, yeah. I know when I had left that's the what's seminar, up, bro. I was like, damn, I need some time. That's yeah. shit, man. I'm, I'm absolutely glad that you got into that, bro. That, you know, what it is, man, is, is I, you know, put the seeds out there, man, and people pick them up, man. You know, you pick it up, and if it resonates with you, you know, your spirit will continue to grow with that. So that's dope, bro. Right, right, yo, and no bullshit, like, everything that I've been doing, um, you know, like you said, in a reasonable time, timing is everything, like, I mean, just everything, everything. increased, man, like, I, I see, I see that shit, it's just, and it's so easy, like, it's not like I'm doing anything different, I'm still putting the same drive, it's just, now I'm putting the, the spirit behind it differently, I'm communicating with myself exactly. differently, and that's, that's making exactly. a world of difference, man. It makes all the difference in the world, don't it? It's just, you know, it's, 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 you put your yeah, spirit right. into it. Hell yeah, bro. Word. Then you really believe what you're doing, my nigga. You know what I mean? So that's word. real. Changing your life is real, man. Word, word. And it, it's, it's easy. It's, it's, it's really is easy, man. It's really easy. You know, once you know how to do it and what you're doing and you're not stay focused. Man, it's easy peasy, bro. It's, that, that really is what it is, bro. Staying focused and have have a, what they call a laser vision, laser focus. Right. You know, right. Staying away, from, staying away from all the fuck shit. You gotta stay away from these fuck niggas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. No bullshit. Yeah. I mean, once I start taking mm-hmm. over, you know, once I start taking that, uh, start reprogramming that out of nowhere, like. You know, because, you know, all of that shit is spirits. You get what I'm saying? Just spirits and shit that you were feeding that was attached to you. But once I start, you know, reprogramming myself, I lost interest for, like, all of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, man. Like, yeah, and, 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 and that's real shit. I did, too. I think a lot. We, had, we was having the Jones having that conversation last night, man. You know, that's why I said, like, I don't give a fuck about no football games. But the thing is, is mm-hmm. believe it or not, I can get tickets to the Super Bowl. Right now, if I wanted to have gone, but it was like, right. you know, it, it, it don't, man, that shit, 
mean nothing to me, bro. I'll be like, man, fuck. Yeah, it don't mean shit. I ain't gonna do that right. shit, bro. I'd rather go to the side. I'd rather, I'd rather get on the radio, bro, or go to the black bookstore. <laughs> right, you know, right, yeah. I, I'd rather yeah. do shit like that, for real. Or, to, or travel yeah. and go see some shit. So, yeah, man. Right, right. Your desires begin to change. You remember, man, uh, most of the shit that here in America, man, is, is, is specifically set up to keep next programs, sports, entertainment. Right. Shit keeps people programmed, man. Keeps people busy. How can we get this How can we market this to this person You know But when we're talking about business We live in a, an economy where That's what that's just what it is So we all gotta be prepared to do business But if you wanna get outside that mundane You step outside of that Right you know, yeah. When we talk about being more Man we talking about doing commerce you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And commerce is is objective, man, to even your family, man. Like if we none nobody would be on this phone right now if they wasn't doing some type of commerce to keep their phone bill on. Right. Uh-huh. It's to the point now where I just I'll be buying courses and shit just just to have them. You know what I mean? For my son, you know, he's only like eight right yeah. now, but I buy shit just to have it because I look at, you know, even buying y'all information. They, they, these shits are assets, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, all these shits are assets. Exactly, that's exactly right. Because a lot of this shit, man, you're gonna still be able to go back and, and then you'll be able to utilize in ten years, and it'll still be effective for you. Right, so, right, right. Very important. Very important. Uh, hey, bro, I don't yeah. want um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep it moving. Man. I got a lot of people yeah, behind no, you. Um, but right, I, I appreciate you calling in, bro. It was good to see you at the yep. seminar. I appreciate you coming out. No doubt. All right. Stay in touch with yep. you. Yep. Yep. All right. No peace doubt. to the God. Right, peace. Yep. Peace, God. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to 562-588. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods, Joey. Yeah, Mario. What's going down? What's going down? Peace to the gods. No, uh, you know, it's a great show. It's a great, great topic. Thank it's, you, bro. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's right that's right on my alley. It's like the subconscious. I actually uh, I got certified in uh, as a hypnotherapist about ten years ago, and uh, oh, you know, it, yeah, I was like you know looking at it for like enhancing my memory and stuff, and it, everything you're talking about is what they talked about in the school. You know, it's like the goals and and pinning down all the aspects of the goal. You know, so it's it's a it's a fulfilling. A process, you know, you learn to enjoy the um, the steps, everything involved, like you know. Yeah, you learn to you, 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 learn, you learn you learn to be alright with the with the shit that takes forever. You know, <laughs> that's real shit. You ain't never lied, man. Yeah. Like you, you actually take your time and shit, and it, like you take your time and plan stuff out, you appreciate it a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. It's like cooking a good meal. You, you gonna, you know, you enjoy it. You enjoy the, the 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 whole beauty of it. You know, every every part and to the last bite, like, you know, you're not rushing. It's just that's real. It's a, it's real. Well, it success real. takes time. But I want it really does. Success definitely takes time. It does. It does. It takes, it's rhythm. You know, because you have you got you have that shit on the night. You, I might want to question you. Right. Right. And then 
you know, there's, there's people that they may take a big old chunk, you know, and then there's people that just do, going real hard, taking a bunch, you know, off of that, that block. And then there's the people that got the rhythm. And the people that got the rhythm, they're starting to enjoy it, look around while they're doing it. They can see other things that connect. And, you know, it's it's unstoppable. It keeps going on and on. That's you exactly know. what it is. It's the rhythm. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's the rhythm. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it but is, I had, Straight up with I had a, um, I had a suggestion. Because one thing I, I do with my clients, and a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of the clients that I have, they, they find that the, because what, when you, at night, when you're about to rest, you're already going into uh, this, the step, the, the deeper subconscious, right? So if you write down an affirmation at night, you do it, you're doing it with your, they call it the ideal motor response. And it's kind of like you're, you're using your body, your hand, your handwriting it, you know, and what happens is it kind of, you drop it into your subconscious, so you kind of wake up like that, like, with whatever you, the seeds that you planted at night, the last, last thing before you go to bed, or you rest, and you honor your rest, then that drops in for the next day, it kind of just, that rhythm picks up. Exactly. It's not like that. That's why people don't go to bed mad. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's good shit, man. I like that. And these what affirmations. Well, when you write the affirmation, you write it down, real like with levers and and as if in the present, like I am, not I want to be, or okay. So affirmation, has got to be phrased in the positive, not like I'm tired of being poor, or I'm tired of struggling. You know, I I I I don't want to not see my children, but to to write it down as though it is, and then the leverage is because you know I I am wealthy because I have love for my people because I see the light in uplift our humanity because 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 it's real simple, like a paragraph you just write that down. And let that drop into your subconscious. Amazing how your words do. Exactly. Yep. You put that in your subconscious, yep. you go to sleep on it. Then when you wake up, you yep. start to see those things become, become materialized. Your subconscious is thirsty, always wanting that. And, and right, it, it's built up all these messages all throughout the day, all this stress. So that last part before you start to drop into all those levels of hypnosis and those stages of dreaming. You're giving it. You're giving yourself, your inner self, the, the inner child, the the richest, you know, uh, food before it takes that journey. Because it's a journey when you go into that dream state. So that's exactly what it is. That's real. Well, that's what's up, man. I appreciate you dropping that, bro. That, that adds a lot to what Absolutely. we're talking about tonight. Yeah, I love the conversation. It's, it's great conversation, bro. Thank you. It's helping me. We, we definitely gonna definitely. do more of these, these, these success series, as I'm calling them. All right, right on. Right on. All right, all, all right, right George. Appreciate you calling, man. Peace, Peace to God. God. All right, let's go uh, four eight four nine nine five. Peace to God. Nine nine five, you there? 
Told you what happened. I went to court one day and I, I went to court. Yeah, they had a court date. I went there, right? And he was already trying to set it up, saying, "Yo, if I don't come to court, I'm gonna issue a warrant." Because I was like, "You bring me back to court over and over." I did that recusal that morning. I go up to the courtroom at nine fifteen. When I walk in, the lawyer comes up to me and says, um, "Are you the guy with traffic case?" And court's supposed to start at nine. So yeah. Um, make sure the judge sees you because he don't, you don't want him to issue a warrant for your arrest. I'm in the courtroom, the judge looking at you. So I just, I didn't say nothing. He just walked away. So like 10 minutes later, they're having a trial with no jury, man. I, this is hard, but they're having a trial with no jury. So I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm taking notes. And he finally is done. Oh, Mr. L, uh, how you doing today? I'm sitting down. And they come up to the bench and I'm sitting in the back courtroom. Mr. L, how you doing today? Are you ready for trial? My third time coming since the trial date was scheduled. I said, yes, I'm ready for trial. State prosecutor, are you ready for trial? Yes, I am. Okay, Mr. L, um, just wait in the hallway, um, and we'll give you a call again, and just wait um, outside of the courtroom. Um, Next. What the hell? So I just sat there. I didn't say one word. I sat there for about an hour. Then I went outside the courtroom and stayed there for another two hours. I was waiting for my recusal to hit the chief judge. So then I left around two something. But he, I went back to Chrome. He didn't do anything. Just looking at me. So I leave. I come. I went to the North Carolina seminar. When I looked online, they got a capius for my arrest. I look and see why. He said I didn't show up. Tell you to appear. <laughs> so I said, "What the fuck is this?" Man, yeah, I was in the courthouse. You need to do a written man Davis, man. Because <clears throat> I didn't do a man Davis. They didn't help. You need to you, know. you need to do a mandamus. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's prime time then for it. Then. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, the man. kicker was Joey was he revoked my bond and re- revoked my right to speedy trial. Right, that was what he claimed in his order, and he denied my recusal of himself. Right, okay. But when I called my bail bondsman, he a said mandamus. I ne- Yeah. Okay, I was just trying to explain the story, but yeah, all right, I'm gonna work on that then, because the bit the revocation was illegal. The bail bondsman said that's illegal. He said the 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 courts could revoke your bond, but they have to give him notice according to a law. He gave me the law. They got to notify him three days before. Perfect. That's the the reason. That's the whole reason why you need to put that. That's perfect. That's why you need to take that, put that in the Mm mandamus, and then put the Constitution Mm -hmm. on it, and put that in the record. And now he'll have to recuse himself, and then they'll have to damn near bring your whole thing back. Do it immediately. Heard. Heard. I had to do the bond again, though. I had to 
they issue a bond, so I have to do a walkthrough. Yeah, they may do all that too. again, but I definitely will put that in yeah. the land damage though with that and show and show where his that's an error. That's his error. Her. Right there. Yeah, he's a fuck face, man. But you know, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. I'm still fighting a good fight, y'all. And I'm still on the up and up and on my square. My no question doubt. was definitely so, is. I like what mm-hmm. you're talking about because, you know, I'm, I'm I'm on that, man. I've been talking um, literally to myself about my plan, about what I need to do and create these businesses I've been talking about. And I've been writing it out, man. I like what no. you're talking about, putting your no life doubt. together. That's key. Yeah, man. My brother's just getting some more game. So I wanted to ask you something. I, I got my 9-8, um, I, I mean, I got my 9-8 number, I got my trustee. Um, I got, I'm in Florida, so I know how to register the declaration of trust. You taught me that game. Appreciate that. It's $350 and you can register your declaration. Now I have the declaration from Jonah, right? So I drafted it up. It's very simple and short. What I want to ask you, Joey, in doing my unincorporated, um, religious association, right? Which is, um, what my business will fall under, would I have to explain my purpose of my trust and my declaration or just who's the trustee, who's the guarantor, I mean, and who's the trust protector, notarizing. Yeah, you just yeah, you just keep it simple. They 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 really don't even want to do all that in Florida. You keep it real simple. Okay. Okay. That's all I wanna know. I'll do that next week and then I'll be registered with my trust and then I I drop I already created two EINs under that trust. So then I'm gonna open LLCs under the trust and work at rocket like that, bro. You, like what you do talking, right, and then what you yeah exactly. Then you do DBAs for the trust or business as the LLCs, <laughs> and then and then you have your Massachusetts trust officially locked. You said what? You ain't hear the last part. I said I said it, it, then you officially got your Massachusetts trust rocking once you do your DBAs uh, uh, for your and you know, do, you know trust or business as the LLCs because the Massachusetts trust can't do business in the public so. There, brother? My trustee have to do any kind of um, DBAs, particularly for their name, or would they just rock under the trust doing a DBA as that business? They can just do one. You, what you, they can have, you can have them get two of them. You can have them get one like that, where the trust is doing yep. business as, um, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, the uh, LLC, and then have them get another one where they're doing business as the trustee for that trust. For that for that uh, business, you know, doing uh, business uh, as CEO of or doing business as uh, you, you know uh, you. chairman of Chief or whatever the position whatever. is. Exactly, that's right. Now, now what I I spoke to you about a couple of weeks ago about working for my trust. Would I do it the same way if I was working for my foreign trust? As like a manager, or yeah. If you was working, if you was, yeah, if you was working for your foreign trust, you'd have to, you essentially have to have like a LLC or something like that. It would hire you, right? Got you um, as my own company. One of, that's one of, the, right? Exactly. Um, and then if you're doing your 1099s or whatever, and then you get that money right. back to a trust, if that's what you're doing. Yep, 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 yep. It's gonna go right back. You just, to re- oh, man, you just recirculate shit. Yep. 
That's, I know the game. I've been preaching the game. So I see it. Like you said, you got to write it and see it before you do it. That's why I'll be talking to y'all like this because every day I'm writing it out, I'm seeing it, and I just say, okay, let me ask my questions to seal up what the plan is, and then I execute, man. So I, I really want to thank y'all, man, for y'all just no being doubt, here at this time. Man. It's, it's time for sure. No doubt, man. All right, let me let somebody else live. Peace to the God. All right, peace to the God. Peace to the God. Yo, man, I got to get out of here, man. I got to catch the damn bar down there before uh, they close and shit so I can give me some food, man. And I had the most awesome cheesesteak today. It was vegan, too. So big shout to everybody out here in Philly. I fucks with Philly big time. Plan on coming out here again. I'm going to do another seminar out here. I enjoyed it. Jonah Bay and myself, we was out here last night. Uh, the seminar was real good. We got some footage of this seminar as well. Um, that we'll make available. Um, not a whole lot, but we'll make a little bit of it available. Um, next stop will be in Detroit in April. And look out, I'll be doing a credit seminar. I'll probably do it in Atlanta in March, okay? Atlanta credit seminar. So look out for that. That'll be in March. So we'll do the credit seminar in March in Atlanta. And then in Detroit, Jonah Bay and myself will be in Detroit. Alright, so with that being said, I'm gonna say peace to the gods. Go to makemorecommerce.com. If we got any business that we need to finish up, make sure you holler at me as always. Don't mind the reminder, it's all good. Um, and with that being said, I, and for those of y'all who have hit me up, I got a few of y'all, my man John, and you said a couple of y'all better than I, I know uh, where, where we at. I'm gonna get with y'all, okay? Alright, with that, I'm gonna say peace to the gods, and I'll catch y'all. Next week, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Holler at sister. I said, man, her uh, her son, man, unfortunately, he was shot. Um, he did survive, he's all right. But call in tomorrow, man, show the sister some love. She'll be on early in the morning, 10 a.m. All right, she'll love to know that the community, uh, you know, is reaching out, showing us some support. All right, so I'm gonna say peace to the gods, much love to y'all. I'll holler back. We out, we stand on your square. You're listening to Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up heretofore. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made, and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got. Instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process. The same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, 
Who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore, up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth, if you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee, or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto, or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.